Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boyale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superheroes speak i'm your host dave and john sorry just setting up while we're talking and uh, jd is on his way he is running late and he will be here shortly, I believe. I hope. But he'll be here. Yeah. So I guess we'll get the show started without him. How are you doing, John? What's I, new in your world? Nothing new. I literally just got back from the movie. Yes. Like a half an hour ago. I had yes. just enough time to get the top shelf stuff <laughs> for this review. And and yeah, it, nothing doing. Working too much. Blah, blah, blah. Old man stuff. And how are you, Dave? <laughs> It's a long one, right? Like, you you don't think about it when you go in, but then it's, oh, I was in here much longer than I thought I was going to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky. I was like, I, they've been adjusting my, they've been adjusting my meds because old person must have meds. And depending on the day, I could be knocked out or, or hyper. But today yeah. was a good day. And boy, was it perfectly timed. <laughs> I can't wait to talk. I literally cannot wait to talk about this movie. This is me. Just go ahead before i start gushing (laughs) i'm doing all right i had a very long weekend in the sense of i saw the movie at 10 o'clock on friday i took off friday went to the movies with my son at 10 o'clock and literally got home from the movies and you were waiting in the driveway to go to fan expo philly Mm -hmm. so yeah we were there spent some time made it one day yeah so we spent some time there on friday had a good time i think and and then Went home, had dinner, basically went to bed, and then my girlfriend picked me up with her two sons on Saturday at 10 o'clock, and we went on Saturday, and that was a long day. I cursed the name Hayden Christensen. That's a whole... I look, He's I like no- sand. He gets everywhere, and it's just annoying. I have nothing against the man as an actor per se, but so this was... To her one one of her twins and her oldest wanted to go and it was their first con and uh-huh. the main thing that her oldest wanted to do was dress up like darth vader mm-hmm. and not darth vader anakin skywalker and meet hayden christensen and get his autograph okay so we pre-bought the autograph i actually bought it and we we're going to split the cost and so everyone who's been to a con knows that you go and you go up to the table and if you have pre-bought it, they scan your little thing and they give you a ticket. You give that and they choose, you choose the photo you want. They give it to the celebrity. They say, Hey, how you doing? They talk to you a little bit. They sign it and then, and you're on your merry way. 
Usually you don't get that much time to talk, but okay. So we get there and I'm like, one of the first things I'm like, we've got to go to the table right away because it's, he's going to have a line. Okay. You just know that he's going to be one of the biggest stars there. He's definitely going to have a line and we go over there and he's not there and there's no line. And I'm like, okay. So I walk up and I'm just like, having done this many times with my life, I'm like, so is he like at a panel or a photo op? What time is he going to be back here? And they're like, oh, 3.45. I'm like, okay, so 3.45, he'll be back here at the table. Oh, no, he's not going to be up at the table all weekend. Oh, my God. They have a table for him downstairs in the photo op area. So go down there around 3.45. Okay. See, when we were looking, when I finally found the schedule, and they really, it really wasn't I don't know. Maybe I missed it. I, again, old man eyes. But I, it really—they really didn't make it apparent that all of the, that all the schedule for that con was in an app. And if you download the app, you could mm-hmm. see all the stuff. But when we, when I finally downloaded, looked at it, I noticed that all of the talent was almost always somewhere else and not at their desk. Yeah. They were do, they were doing small gatherings. They were doing signings. They were doing photo ops. They were doing group photo ops. There was like they were so, always all over the place. Yeah, and here's the thing I'm going to say: you go down to the photo op. We went down to the photo op area around 3:45. Remember, we got to the con early to try to get in the line, and then they're like, "Oh no, not till 3:45." I'm like, "Really? Okay, fine." And it was like noon. Oh no, 11 o'clock, somewhere between 11 and noon. I don't remember exactly. When we went over there and I'm like, all right. So we, we walked around the con. I talked to some people that I know, took some photos and whatnot. And then finally, like around, I want to say 20 after three, I'm like, okay, we probably should head down and there's going to probably be a line formed already. We've got to get in the line. We get down and the photo op area is back off to the side and there's a set of doors there. And I realized there's a bunch of people gathered. They're not actually in a line. They're gathered waiting to be called in, to be put into a line once you get past the doors. Yeah, see that? And I think I mentioned this before. It's like the the only con where we had a chance to actually really talk to talent was the Great Philly Comic Con. And that, unfortunately, when the pandemic hit, they canceled like everybody else, but they didn't give refunds or something. And now they're being sued by the state and the County and who knows what happened to the owners of that. But it was the one con we could go to where they didn't have multiple layers of security and representation. We could like, if there was nobody at the, they didn't keep them moving around. They were always at the place where they could be found. You could walk up to their table and talk to them. Know, if nobody was and we got a lot of really good interviews that way yeah now so, but that was the last of the mohicans now it's every every one of these cons it's and this keeps them moving more than any other con we've been to i think even new york comic con they're usually at their tables except for most, small yeah. periods of time but the thing is at new york they also have scheduled signing times like their schedules are very clear and like it says they'll be at their table between two and three to sign they'll be there right yeah but Back to my hating Christians story. So you walk, there's this, this gr- a sea of people, and there's a guy on a megaphone making announcements. And it's one of these where he's got the microphone right up to his mouth. And so you can barely understand him. You have to get within a certain range to actually understand what he's saying. And 
he basically, first thing I noticed is everyone was there. But then it's, oh, if you want photo ops for Back to the Future, they're upstairs. Everything for Back to the Future is upstairs. There's no signs upstairs to tell you that. There's no signs downstairs to tell you that. Like, you just wander down there for a photo op because you go to the photo op area. And then it's, no, go back upstairs. Which, like, I'm pretty sure that was done because Michael J. Fox probably can't travel around too much so they probably kept him upstairs which is understandable in his case yeah very interesting so i don't fault them for that but basically we're standing there for a while and then just and all they're calling is photo ops for hating christian photo op finally after a while they're like oh if you're here for an autograph come back in a half hour so i'm like so we left we come back we're standing there we're waiting they're still calling photo ops then finally they said it again if you're here for an autograph come back in a half hour yeah so, it was, it, yeah. so the third time that we did it, it was like, it was going on 5.30 at that point. And he's, I, can we just get a refund? I'm tired. I want to go home. Everyone else was tired. And I'm like, all right, fine. And that's another thing. I'm in the process of getting a refund. This, it, that was a whole thing too. I'm not going to badmouth anyone, but it was just like, I found out the issue was he came late and apparently... They were overwhelmed with people and didn't realize it was going to be that much. So Wait, they thought this, it was easy. You're talking for for who? For Hayden Christensen. For Hayden Christensen. Oh, what? So you they, could have predicted that. So that's no? why they decided to keep him downstairs the, the whole time. Yeah. And it's also predicted. really because he was late, I think. So figured it was easier. Pro- probably got some sand in the tires. Yeah. I'll talk more about that in a second. But look who joined us. Hey, guys. Hey, JD. A little late there, huh? God, I'm in wrestling season, man. Summer wrestling season. Had practice an hour and a half from the house, and it's a drive, man. When you got to drive like, an hour and a half one way for practice, it feels like wrestling season just ended. <laughs> you sound like my you sound like my wife. Now it's free, now it's hopefully, freestyle Greco season. Hopefully, I don't look like your wife. Thank God that is not the case. <laughs> that would that be sad for you. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Uh, so, how are you? What's new in your world? My well broke. Yesterday, oh, I came home from practice. Yes, it does. I came home from practice yesterday, and I had to poop, and then went to wash my hands, and there was no water. I'm like, that's a problem. So I went to the kitchen, figured I'll just try that. Didn't work there either. So fortunately, we have a reverse osmosis system, so I was able to wash my hands with the reverse osmosis system. But I went outside to check the it's wet on the ground over by there, and it happened on a Saturday, so I can't get hold of the plumber on a Saturday. So I got to. I got to hang out here and just wait for Monday to come so I can call a plumber and be like, hey, man, got a problem. And in the meantime, I'm peeing in the shower. Hey, Classy. I've had my break before. It's one of those joys of homeownership. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Realizing that you have to drop two to five grand right. We have well water. So you yeah, have to same. drop two to two to five grand right there to get a new well pump or else you do not have water. There's no getting around it. I know. I'm hoping I was worried to be like 10. Hopefully if it's two to five, that's under what I was worried about. That, that's how much it cost for me. And, and, yeah, I'm it, that was getting like an upgraded pump in, in mine. It depends on the area too, probably, and how deep your well is. I don't know how deep our well is. So this is, it's all new to me. So I'll know tomorrow when I'm able to call a plumber and be like, hey, guy. Just, yeah, by the way, Jessica. Huh? Hello. Oh, hi, Jessica. It says the Fan Expo Philadelphia was fun and awesome. I saw the pictures. Yeah. Look like you guys were having and, a good time. And Classy yes. said hi too. Yeah. Oh, hey, Classy. Yeah, I'm gonna. I was gonna say. So get back to the con itself. Do you guys have Culvers in Pennsylvania? No, no. It's really good. We, we, we have Wawa. Culvers. Culvers is a restaurant. Wawa's a gas station. Is it a restaurant or a burger joint? It's a burger joint. Oh, oh yeah. we have Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel is a restaurant. This is a burger joint. We have Cracker Barrel. 
McDonald's. I know exactly. So the so as we alluded to earlier before JD came on, John showed up just for Friday, and then I was there with my girlfriend and her there friend girlfriend and her kids on Saturday, and then oh, son. Kassan. You have Culver's in Florida. That's surprising. And, That's and Wawa. I Wawa heard the Wawa was opening up. Yeah, in Florida. And there was, that was the whole mess with the Hayden Christian thing on Saturday. I wasn't going to go today, but I did an interview with David Dobe, Dob, and I didn't do it on camera. He just wanted to do audio. But I pulled my camera out, put it on the table. We had our interview, packed my mic equipment up, my recorder, walked away, got home, and I'm like, oh, crap. I left my camera on his table. I, luckily, I was able to get in contact with him. He's like, yeah, I got your camera. You can just swing by in the morning and pick it up. So I had to like, go to the convention just to get my camera this morning and then go home. That's my nightmare. I thought I had left my camera at the con, and then I real I found that it rolled underneath my front seat from the back seat. But we, I do have some pictures to share. Here's John and me. John, that's the most happy John will look the entire time we were there, or ever. <laughs> I can't go to a con and drink. This is Karen's oldest, dressed as Anakin Skywalker. Again, that was his big thing. He wanted to make sure he had met Hayden, and he did not get to meet him, unfortunately. Bummer. Yeah. And it was, I'm going to say, though, like, it was crowded. It was, like, super-duper crowded. Did you read what Jessica's posted? That's uh, interesting. Let's see. Some kid there had cancer and Grace Van Dean gave Grace him a trip. Van, yeah, Grace Van Dean, Dean or Dean, I guess. Got him Who's a trip she from huh? American huh. actress and, and that's, streamer. Oh, Brooke Osman in Greenhouse Academy. That's nice to. There are good people out there. I'm not, yep. again. I am not saying anything against Hayden Christensen. He was late. It was disorganized. It was a lot of people's fault. That happens, man. There was a lot of like you said. They're getting better learning each time. Like, I, I think the layout they've got is the best it's ever that I've ever seen in that place. And that's that's also, yeah, you took that. There, that there that's I also am. like Wizard Wizard World. Like, they had the whole soundstage in that corner, which is perfect for it because it's out of the way of everybody else. They're not putting, like, Nichelle Nichols right behind the soundstage. Yeah. But it was still disorganized. Nobody really knew about the app. You had to well, figure that out yourself no to, one knew to about find the, app, the schedule. But, they, like... And I you think didn't know did. about the other, the was it, where they were holding all of the uh, panels and stuff. Yeah, like stuff was still hard to find, but I do think they learned some things from last year and cleaned things up. Maybe they'll learn more. It was definitely. And fill it up a little more. It was, it was not crowded Friday. It was definitely way more crowded on Saturday. yesterday and today. And uh, it was, what can you say? But they're actually, oh yeah, here's this, here's that queue outside, the, all the people waiting to go into the photograph autograph area. We're not even in a line. We're just a group of people waiting to be told what to do. See, that is starting to feel like it used to when Wizard World was at its height. And I think next year it'll probably be bigger considering photos like that. But I also wanted to talk about this. This is outside the convention. It's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of people. You can't really see it too well in the picture. I didn't know we got too close. I just snapped the picture and, and walked away. This is actually when I was leaving. But it's a group of people that every year they're outside of the convention. And it's one of those signs that says repent and basically said these sins. And it's like everything is a sin, especially people in costume and whatever. And it's and they really. Oh, yeah. It's like (laughs) a bunch of bitches. Obviously, they're there to get attention. And all the years that I've been going to the convention, they're normally just ignored. Right. Because that just ignore it and they'll go away. Right. Like. 
they're they're looking for attention. This is the first year where there was a group of young people like yelling at them. So there was like a back and forth. There was cops everywhere, thank God, and no one was getting violent. They were just standing there yelling at like they had a megaphone, they would say something was a sin, and then they would say, Oh, what about this? Blah, blah. And like it was crazy. And I'm like, I just walked away thinking, you're giving them what they want. They want this attention. Look, we're talking about it. This is what they want. Well, but on the other hand, the current climate in the U.S. is a lot of the youth are really getting fed up with people like that. I it think because hitting a high point here, they're new at it. The first time they really had to deal with them. Yeah. Not so the much. Youth, the youth, they're not used to it yet. Well, people like yeah, us have been always, dealing with them. There's always been the youth and there's always been people like that. But, but there the thing, is a real that's movement the thing about amongst youth. That's the thing about youth is there's always new youth. But the current youngest generation or young younger generations are really sick and tired of that kind of stuff and the I, the other stuff. Not to get political, but like the neo Nazis do that, the religious sects that do that. They're really getting tired of that so, because of all the laws they're passing in some of these states that are just. I think people. I think the problem is social media. Everyone's become so politically charged that they feel like they're obligated to attack now. Well, but it's just no, like, people are really getting hurt by these laws. But I think I and, think if and you the younger just, generations are reacting because they're being told that their friends are evil. This is one mm. of the most liberal cities in the world. It doesn't happen here. That's my point. Like I think it's again. It's just they need something to attack. They need a purpose, and that's. What they no, no, they're protect. They're trying to protect I, friends. I don't want to get into a political conversation. I just thought it was interesting that again, if you just ignore people like that, we're not talking about politicians. We're talking about. But people. they don't go away. They come to these things every time. They come to these things every yeah, year. Yeah, but when you, but like I've noticed when they're ignored, they leave pretty quickly. But when they engage people like that, then they're going to stick around. They do want the attention, but this, right. but ignoring, ign- very rarely does ignoring a situation resolve it. Ignoring the situation is how our society has gotten to the point it is at now. Try play, playing nice and ignoring your crazy uncle who says very uncouth things is the reason why everybody's been emboldened to uh, that. A lot of these sects have been emboldened to say the things that they're saying about our LGBTQ friends and all the other races and everything. And that is why they're starting to fight that the younger generations are start are fight, I'm starting to fight back. So, uh, in a bad place right now. Hassan is, all, is offering, telling us we should come down for Supercon in Florida. If we can stay at your place, Hassan, we'll be yeah, there. Yeah, Florida is a trip from here. The far, the farthest I've been, the farthest we've been is Finger Lakes up in New York. And I've been to AwesomeCon in Washington, D.C., but any farther, anything that requires a plane, eh, I'm, I, unless we start making money off of YouTube. Yes. <laughs> I don't think. We did go to a panel. Jessica, we, we've watched a panel on independent comic creators. Yes, and, which I have, and I'm forwarding to the people that ran the panel, and I will give it to you, Dave, and I don't know if we want to put it up on, on YouTube. once. It, I think we've already got permission from the guys who ran the panel. I don't think I don't think it's a problem to put it up, but it's an interesting one about independent creators and, yes. and what they've done and how they made it or how they made their the, way. The funny story is we were walking by the panel rooms. We looked in, we saw... J.M. Clark, who we know from the convention scene, and Stan, how do you say his last name? Stan Kanapka. Kanapka from SourcePoint Press, who we know. So I'm like, ah, we got to go in here. We know two of the people on the panel. 
And I always feel rude to walk by and ignore them. JD? Yes. I didn't go, so yeah, wrong guy to talk to, but... Yes. Oh, what's classy saying here? We need Japanese influence in America. Have nerd culture and otaku posters, comics, manga, roller coaster rides, maid cafe, oh, and etc. all over the cities. There were so uh-huh. many... There was like a maid... There was a maid cafe there, yeah. There was and a maid cafe all there. The and maids, it was... I've never seen that before. I always thought that they wouldn't do a maid cafe in the U.S. because we're we're not... Our society really isn't meant... We're not taught to handle that properly. Like in Japanese culture that... Even in Japan, they're starting... They're on the decline now. But there are certain protocols when you go into a maid cafe and Americans just don't adhere to any protocols. Well, you know? we're not good uh, at protocols. Yeah, yeah, we're not. We're not. Although at anime conventions, you think that we geeks, so we should know. But yeah, I'd love to go to Maid Cafe and all that. It's just, so I'm gonna, just... I'm gonna also point out. I showed a couple of pictures here, but if you want to see the rest of the pictures that I took at the con, go to Days Only Fans, and hopefully John will send me <laughs> the pictures, pictures he took. Yeah. Make sure you're following our Instagram at Superhero Speak over on Instagram because all the pictures are available. The good stuff. The, the good stuff is on OnlyFans. $35 a month. <laughs> There's real money no, in these things, man. No, that, I'm making jokes. I am. That, that's how much you pay him not to show you the pictures. Yes. Oh, um, that could work in reverse OnlyFans. I will take my clothes OnlyFans? off. Unless, yes, I will take my clothes off unless you give me $35. <laughs> Yeah, and Dave, I'll send you the rest of my pictures, too. I didn't take that many. It was only there on Friday. Maybe I'll stick it out for longer the next time. Jessica says you can so get tickets for next year's Fan Expo in Philly. Yes, well. True. True. Yeah, we have to, yeah, the, the cons do work like that. If they let, we have an in. What's his name? The guy who, Milani Jerry. or Jerry? Yeah, Jerry Milani. He's the head. Jerry. He's, he's the press guy over there. He and and the we've, 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 no, well, we've. You, I think you've known him longer, but like yeah. we've crossed paths with him. Like he ran, I, he ran the original Wizard Cons there. Like we've seen him a lot over the years. I, I've known him for at least twelve years. So yeah. But normally, you have to as a podcast, you have to show that you've covered the event so that the next year they give you the press passes. Yep. And he, hey, that, I'll say that also with press this year, they let us up on the floor early and yeah. were able to walk around before it opened and talk. That to was people. refreshing because that's been regressing up until the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Where they were taking yeah. away no classy made cafes. Oh, no, actually, yes, you're right. Made cafes, cafes are greater than haters. And haters. They're greater than can, haters, too. Can I give a controversial statement? Absolutely. Hooters is remarkably overrated. Thank you. No, that's not controversial. I had this. That's exactly what I think. That the food is just not good. And, and, and I don't know. Like, the made cafe, you're going there for the experience because they're, they treat you well you're not just there to oogle women you're there because they i'm not opposed to i'm not opposed to the oogling oogling is fine if that's your thing i am opposed to terrible food and the food at hooters is terrible yeah it is terrible yeah i've never been to a maid cafe i didn't know what a maid cafe was till about five minutes ago and i can tell you right now they're greater than hooters the excuse and the the food is usually better i'd love to have amarice can't be worse oh yeah i was gonna say the excuse people always use is oh they're wings I someone made me go with them once to get their wings, and their wings are not that good. So it's just like they're not yeah. wings that are themselves are remarkably overrated. Like chicken wing is the most overrated food in the world. The people go crazy about chicken wings, and they're like, eh. "Classy went to Hooters on my 18th birthday." That's it is like a rite of passage. I'll give it yeah. that. 
but the food isn't great. Jessica I said she told there. some guy there he looked like Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber is a baseball player guy. He was once with the Chicago Cubs. Baseball, yes. that's the one with the thing you kick the ball between, right? It's like the bat. Oh, oh you, so you can beat people the between, between the bats? You can beat people up between quarters with it? Sure. Okay. How many birdies do you have to win a game? Randy Johnson. Okay, so there's this famous story. Randy Johnson was a six foot ten inch pitcher. This is back in like, I want to say the early two thousands. He used to throw remarkably hard, and he threw this like hundred mile an hour fastball, and a seagull came down at the worst possible. Oh, I've moment, seen that, video. and the bird exploded. Oh. It is the craziest. Like, I'm sure if you go on YouTube right now, you can find it. Just look up Randy Johnson bird. And no, it is the craziest thing. I, no, I've seen that before because like anytime they do a clip of craziest moments in sports, that is yeah. one of the clips. Always. It's up there. Yeah. It's a, it's epic baseball talk. Yeah. All right. Let's get back real quick. So the last thing about the con, we did interview a few people and we have that panel as well. I want to include one of the interviews here, but... What went wrong? So we tried something different. We wanted to do video because we're a video Uh-oh. podcast now. We hooked the, the thing up and then I had saw a thing where you can hook the, to get an audio cable connect to the headphone jack on your audio recorder and put it in the audio input on your camcorder, your microphone input, and then you'll be able to use your mics. Something went wrong and it, it did not use the mics. It was using the internal mic on John's camcorder. Which isn't that bad, but it was a little bit far from us. It was, far, it was far, and it was there's a lot of background noise. Oh, damn it. So I did my best. I used a tool I found. It's an AI tool that cleans up audio. It's supposed to extract out just any voices it hears. I was able to get that to work. So I got it as clean as I could. But what I wanted to do here real quick, he is an, it's Jeff Ryan is the name of the author. He's written two books. The first one is... How Nintendo Conquered America, the story of Super Mario. It's how they used basically the tactics of Disney to get Mario to be like one of the number one franchises in America. And then his follow-up book to that is actually called A Mouse Divided, the untold story of, I can't read it. It's too small. Less, what? Uh, can you read it, John? What? The untold story? Um, how Ubi, Ubi Iwerks became. Iwerks, yeah. Who was, Iwerks. Yeah, who was Walt Disney's partner when they started for 10 years for 10 years when they first started and then he like disappeared off the face of the earth obviously jeff doesn't give away anything in the interview about the behind this not the behind the scenes but about the story itself you need to go get the book and find out but he does tell us how he came across the story i have a cat on my leg that will not leave <laughs> sorry you have to have a place to put your cat like right here i need one of this <laughs> I cleaned up the audio. I reattached it to the video. It's as good as it's going to get. So I apologize in advance, Jeff. And where is the video? While you're looking for video, you mentioned AI before. Did you guys read the story this week that the Air Force did some AI simulations that went horribly wrong, which no. I believe was the plot of War Games? Wait a minute. And then they denied it. Once they came out. Once they, they, they came, it. they're like, no, yeah. AI was programming it to, they programmed an AI to fly and bomb and kill. And I would get points. And then they told it not to. And then because the they wanted the points at the control tower in the simulation. They were like, that experiment. Because they're like, we have to figure this out because somebody else will and it will be bad. So I get it. It's horrifying. But I get it. Pandora's box is opened and we're all going to die. We are going to die. We're, Dave, play it and we can talk about this. All right. 
Hold on, I have to do it a different way. Give me one second, guys. Okay, he's having... Sometimes so... AI killing us all might not be a bad idea. Yeah. No, so, I don't think so. I mean, we're not quite there yet, but the way with the development of some new neural networks that they're getting, like that we're not quite at the point where AI will start actually thinking for itself. Oh. We're getting really damn close. And that's what's scary because as soon as it starts thinking for itself, it's going to be thinking a million times faster than a human being. Uh-huh. And it will come to some very horrifying conclusions very rapidly, considering how our society is running. All um, right. Chat GBT is already lying. Like some guy, some professor at Harvard. Or, I forget the guy. Wow, oh, right uh, oh, wait. Some professor okay. at Harvard was running his prep, his finals through Chat GBT to look for plagiarism. And they said, yes, all these are plagiarized. And it turned out that AI just lied and was like, no, I didn't really do it. No. All right. Without further ado, here's our interview with Jeff Ryan. We are at San Expo Philly 2023. We're talking with Jeff Ryan. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. This is my first time at San Expo Philly. First time Wizard World, first time to be a big con like this. Oh, okay. So what do you think of the convention so far? It is shockingly good. Like, I see a cosplayer walk by and say, oh, am I going to see them again? No, I'm never going to see them again. Take this in. Really enjoy it. Really enjoy it. Please, I'm never going to see the Spider-Man again. Oh, there's too much Spider-Man. So, I mean, what happens in the fun, then? I've done a lot of video game conventions. I wrote a okay. on Super Mario. Very creatively called Super Mario. So, I've focused on that side of things. All right. Now I have a book about comic books coming out. Mm. Comic book convention. That'll be Super Mario there. Thank you. And for what caught my eye was a mouse device. Ah. There we go. This is about Walt Disney and his best friend of business, Marvel, Eve Ives, and why you have heard of Walt Disney, but not Eve Ives. So, oh, fun to say. Eve Ives sounds like. Something like the but I won't give too much away, but we talked about it a little bit before we got on camera. Is it one of those things that some might argue is like the Stan Lee effect, where Stan Lee became such a big personality, people that he would fade in the background? That is definitely the case. And as with Stan Lee, there are some people that are better at claiming credit and giving credit to others, but can still hear their voice and think of them as a creator, even what they're saying is, I can hear what they will. Right. So there's definitely a lot of Walt Disney and Stan Lee, and vice versa. So what's the a Spider-Man book coming out? Yes, as we were just talking about Stan Lee, so thank you for bringing that up. What? What's the book generally about? What's the title? The title is Father and Son Issues, The Secret History of Spider-Man. It is all about the Romita family. John Sr. takes over for Amazing Spider-Man after original Spider-Man co-creators Steve Ditko leaves. And this is the hardest job in comics for him to do because Steve Ditko was the love and he put his heart and soul into Spider-Man. So how do you step in and just go in for one of the greats? Yes, I actually, I did get to meet uh, John and I to meet a senior years ago, before I had the podcast, actually. And that was one of the questions I had from him. What was it like following the fuse? And originally he was just trying to copy Steve Ditko. And after a little while, they were like, no, do your own thing. So he slowly transitioned, but he said it was difficult. Like, yeah. was people gonna... he, he is a masterful inker on his own, yes. but he wasn't inking in his own style. He was he went so far as to not use his own inking tools. He used the Ditko inking tools so that it looked more like Ditko. But after a couple of months, he thought it was just a temporary gig. He never thought he'd walk away for real, not as a negotiating tactic. But once he realized, I'm here to stay, I'm not going back to Daredevil where he was, which he preferred, 
Because is this cross hatching and going to draft? You know, if I'm stuck in Spider-Man, so I might as well make this my own. What's uh, not giving too much away? What's something that you learned about while doing this book that surprised you that might entice people reading? Uh, there's a John Romita senior comic book panel that comes alive in another example. Okay. Now, that's in the second one, they go to Martin's Am, and there was a John Romita crying girl. And it was lifted by. All right. The people have voted. The audio is just really bad on that. We can put we it, on it the... short. We'll yeah, we'll put, put it on the it channel out. later. We'll put it on the, on the channel later if you guys want to watch the whole thing. It is hard to listen to. I swear we've been doing this for 10 years, and we do know how to do an audio interview. That was just a really... I'm surprised, like, your mic didn't... Your little setup didn't pick up anything. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. What the, I have to look into that, why that didn't work, because I used it later for another interview, and it worked perfectly fine. Philly won 11-3 and Nationals. Okay, baseball talk. So... My my video production teacher in college always said that people will tolerate bad video, but they will not tolerate bad audio. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So, don't, we, we don't know, Jessica. When do you think um, the writer's strike will end? Nobody knows the answer to that. Yeah. When the well, Producers when, Guild is willing to shell out some more money. So probably never. AI Classy says, AI is the greatest and worst tool to mankind, not since the nuclear bomb in 1945. Bingo. I agree with that. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. About the same, about the same end game on that. Yeah, death, great death, death to us all. Death, or just the di- sword of Damocles hanging over our heads. Not necessarily death. I mean, well, that's uh, waiting. Death awaits us all, Dave. That is you guys. You know that the funny thing I mean, is, science fiction writers have been, science fiction writers have been <laughs> warning us about the dangers of AI for literally over a hundred years. And most of that is not just hyperbole or I'm, like literary license. Like AI, as soon as it starts thinking faster than us, we're doomed. I'm, that's the problem with scientists is they don't care about those things. It's, we didn't know what was going to happen when we split the atom. There are people. There are literally people thought, yeah. oh, you know what, the world could end if we do that. And they're like, fuck it. And they're just scientists are more interested in the can than like the. Well, show. Yeah, but like Classy's saying, he's going to see Oppenheimer. There you Oppenheimer go. and like Oppenheimer and what's his name? Einstein and a few of the others that were involved in the creating of the bomb were like horrified at what they had created. Like they, they realized it and then, but it was too late. They'd already given the secrets to the U S army. They committed. Oh, Kassad, I'll read it. There was, Kassad says there was an AY kerfuffle, love that word, with Mark Lawrence SPFBO contest. It caused the disqualification for a few books for book cover art. I heard about that, actually. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. They're, like, uh, Instagram is having a real problem right now. There are thousands of new accounts popping up, and it's all AI models. Yeah. That's the, there are, there are only fans that are AI models. And you can tell Creepy. because in, if you look at somebody's street feed and all the pictures don't show any of their hands, AI still has a problem figuring out. Hands and teeth. Yeah. Like any artist will tell you, drawing hands are hard. A lot of artists will say that hands are tricky. Yeah. But you'll see like the picture, their hands are always off the pic, off the, out, out of the frame. Always. So they're very Liefeldian is what you're trying to tell me. Yes. Wait. Pretty much, yeah. Are we saying Rob Liefeld is AI? No, he's a bad artist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe uh, Liefeld is what they trained AI on. Classy says it was either a nuclear bomb or Operation Downfall America invading Japan 
in 9145. So you're telling the future. Oh, 1945. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Well, um, yeah, I, yeah. There, there is a reason for a classy, but it doesn't preclude the idea that it is also basically giving a toddler a nuclear weapon, which is literally what we did. Because we're not ready for it. We aren't ready for the nuclear. Here's the thing. We weren't ready for we're the nuclear for bomb either. And then we had to be after we did it. So maybe much because only there's only one time that's been used. So hopefully with this AI thing, we're able to have to grow up a little bit and find some way to contain it. Yeah. And have to, to bring it right around. Again, like comic book writers, fiction have mm-hmm. been warning us of all this for just Welcome. writers have been warning us for 200 years. Hmm. Like, Welcome sign- to the Doom of Mankind podcast. That is. Oh, now we're going to be on one of Randy's or one of, yeah, one of Randy's commercials. Oh, good we grief. Just talk about something completely gross. And then we Jessica says, I met the actor of Miles Morales at the Fan Expo. He freaked out when I told him that he is in Fortnite. Okay. Awesome. Cool. All right. There is no so that's Fortnite. that was our experience at Fan Expo. There will be more stuff coming later from it. Again, if you want to see our photos, check out our Instagram. And there's no social media madness this week, guys. Crash. <sighs> it's like I can breathe. But if you're watching and you want to be part of Social Media Madness next week, here's our good friend Don to tell you more. How's the show going? You join it? Do you want to be part of Social Media Madness? And go ahead and head over to SuperHeroSpeak.com where you can find all the social links, episodes of the show. You can find comic reviews by Chris and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Great shows like the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, So Wizard, and Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW All-Stars and you will not be disappointed. So make sure that you are engaging with the Superhero Speak Twitter post whenever they come up. Give us your best comment and you may make JD say this. I get so tired of these dumb motherfuckers. I... All right, it's back to the show. I do get tired of the dumb motherfuckers. You do, very much Same so. here. So don't forget to check out the Mega Level Nerds podcast available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And you know what? If you're here right now and you're watching us and you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button down below. Click that bell for notifications so you won't miss the show when we go live every Sunday here on YouTube. Classy says... Revenge of the Sith posters? Did I miss something? Sure. <laughs> the Don wow. says Revenge we should Sith talk posters? about. Yeah. I don't know. Let's talk Sounds about like we... something optimistic. Who's yeah. watching? No, everything's Stranger... going to hell. Stranger New World. I'm an old man. I can two. say that. In my day, we have not. I have not watched Strange World. Oh, I will watch. Actually, you know what? Here's the thing. Again, we've talked about this before. I just I have subscribed to so many streaming services right now that I am paying just as much as an old cable bill. And I just do not find that there's enough on Paramount for me to subscribe to yet another one, especially with the prices going up. So I will subscribe to that when they like merge with Hulu or Max or whatever. And I can get that as part of a bigger plot. But in the meantime, I did just order the Blu-rays of Strange New World season one. So I will watch that at home. It's much more economical for me to have just bought the whole season on Blu-ray than it was for me to subscribe to watch it. Uh, no, 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 that's okay. Uh, no, 
That's I don't want anybody. We just password. announced on YouTube that some people are not doing legal things. I'm also I'm a hacker. You don't want to give me your password. The Revenge of the Sith. He's talking about Don's got a red yeah, so. poster Don behind him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. On that note, we are going to take a quick break. Something that'll cheer us up a little bit. I will be right back with the news. Some podcasts are like this. The bodies of three hikers were all empty and their organs were laid out like a Sunday dinner. And some podcasts are like this. You know what? I'm going to tell you why having a large penis ain't always a good thing. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. Nah, this is what you saw. They were drunk as shit because everybody been drinking. He told a good ass joke. That made a pussy explode. No, that made her fall into his yeah, chest. Yeah, that's why everything was all shaking and they were yeah. laughing and wrecking. Because of the yeah, because of the vigorous yeah. laughter. That moan you saw. heard, that was just like an uh, airless laugh. When he said he was about to come, he meant like with another joke. Yeah, he's about to come up with another joke. <laughs> so he's about to bust his gut. Right. I'm about to bust a gut. <laughs> <laughs> you are now listening to Call 45. This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Dem Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also, check out our YouTube for that sweet, sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. After these messages, we'll be right back. I love that. I've never seen the eaves by you. Perhaps I should. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's talk little news here, guys. Not much this week, of course, because we had a big movie to talk about. But I thought this was interesting to talk about. J. Michael Straczynski is going to be the new writer for Captain America. That's it's very interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. He uh, he had a very controversial around Spider Man. Sometimes great, sometimes awful. Yeah. And that was what, did he twenty years ago? Yeah. What? what like what was the problem? Was the other he, he the wrote other. the other. Yeah. He wrote the other. He wrote past where Gwen Stacy did the nasty in the pasty with Norman Osborne. Yep. Like he had yeah. some real bad he had some real bad Spider-Man. He was officially some... the writer of record on One More Day. Yeah, but we know that was pushed by editorial. It was. Yeah. Straczynski but... has <clears throat> yeah. He's got, but he did some good stuff too, especially early on, early in the early run. The Moreland story was great. One of my favorite Spider-Man stories ever. He did some really good stuff with Peter and Mary Jane. He is actually the one who gave us Peter as Tony Stark's guy. That pretty much was happening in in his books years before it happened in the movies. This was, he's done some good stuff, actually. He did Peter as a teacher. I like that. I was going to say he does good and bad. So it's just going. Yeah, there's some bad. interesting takes on Captain. He, he had a really. He had a great. He did the Thor comeback right because Thor had been off the grid for, <clears throat> I want to say four or five years. Yeah. After after the Jurgens run ended with the Ragnarok, <clears throat> excuse me. He's the one who did Thor Asgard coming up as a floating city over Braxton or Braxton, Oklahoma, and brought Thor back as the king of the gods, and it was. Some really good stories around about 2007 ish. He's good. He could be. He could be good. Straczynski is really is usually he's done a lot of other stuff. He's done a lot of the scripts for animated TV series and stuff way back all the way into the 80s for Captain Power. Like he's written some of the most complicated, most character driven stuff out there. And he's usually pretty good. He still has the same problem as Gennady Tartakovsky with how to deal with relate relationships and making them 
like good, but yeah, but he's never fridged a he, he's never fridged a woman. What? But fridged the term Gail Simone came up with oh, with the woman right, refrigerator. Right, a woman. I thought she said French a woman. Like, how do you know that? What the hell? Comes from major disaster stuffing Kyle Rayner's girlfriend in his refrigerator early in the on Mars Green Lantern. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the worst kind of relationship. Within a blind one, one has with the refrigerator. The frigidaire is a bitch. You think he'll do a, uh, what, like a spider spirit, an American spirit? No. Like, everyone always makes these jokes when writers come out of books that they're going to do the exact same stories as they did before. I but I'm very curious to see what his run will be because I don't think Steve Rogers has had a great run on his own. Brubaker left the book run about a decade ago. I'm curious to see what happens here. It's, yeah, he's the guy that comes in and goes, all right, I'm going to do some things that are really different with this character. And then it becomes either hit or miss. Yeah, we'll see. I'll definitely check out. The Cap's one of my favorite characters. I'll check out his first couple books. We'll see. And then I'll decide if I want to keep reading it. But also, comics are so expensive now. <laughs> it's got to be really good to keep me going. That they are. Yeah. All right, so we're all cautiously optimistic. All right. Speaking of cautiously optimistic... <laughs> Disney to allow Marvel to create TVMA content for Disney Plus. I does that's not a shock to me because they allowed some stuff on there now. That's why they did the whole new parental lock thing on there and defaulted it to accounts are locked until if you create a separate account under your main account, it's locked until the, they give you permission or whatever. So that's it's not shocking, but I guess it's it bodes well for you know if they're going to do a Daredevil show on there it's not going to be disneyfied because that's been one of the biggest complaints online is oh he's going to be watered down it's not going to be the same as the netflix show and yeah deadpool they there's no way they can do deadpool on disney they had to allow tvma content they there's just no other way because because if they didn't do deadpool 3 in the vein of deadpool 1 and 2 they would lose everybody from that we need more rated r movies and shows in disney okay it depends on what they're going to do with the DCU, right? Yeah. The DCU would, like, if they go hardcore on that now, that they have somebody at the rudder who probably knows what he's doing, then Marvel will have to, they already are acquiescing to that. And they're doing what they have to do to keep the wheels running. Yep. To a point. I'm, you're being quiet, JD. What do you think? No, I've got, I got, like, all this snot in my throat, and every time I oh. talk, it feels like I'm going to go, <laughs> so I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to clear stuff without being super obviously over the top about it. My allergies are clearly getting crazy. Oh my god! Thanks for bringing attention to that. What are we talking about again? I don't even remember. Disney, Disney. material, Disney Plus, yeah. or Marvel. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? If it can make stuff, if it can serve a purpose for the story, like if they get Ghost Rider and more, I'd like to see some more harder, like R level content with depending on the character. I don't need Spider-Man swinging in a scene going, what's up, motherfucker? I don't need that. <laughs> if, if Ghost Rider can use the pennant stare properly, then we're good. Yeah. Or if they did Morbius, if they redid Morbius and did it right. They should not redo Morbius. Mor- <laughs> Morbius should never have been done. Like, there was no reason for a Morbius movie. Nobody asked for it. And even when people did ask for it, it was a joke. And Fox released it again and they were like, oh, nobody or okay, Sony released it again. Blade. Like, oh, nobody really Blade. wanted this. Blade needs the Blade's vampire story. That needs vampires. That needs blood. That needs to be 
the thing is disney lost four million subscribers but there's churn and there's a lot of churn in a lot of these apps because like john was talking about earlier the whole point of getting these of getting these streaming services was to get away from cable because cable was price gouging so bad but now there's so many of these services that and their yeah. prices are so high and their prices are so high that people are going i don't need this and so what they're doing is they're churning and this is something that so, we talked about too with max is that david zasso says that HBO has tons of churn. People come in and come out based on what's currently available. Whereas Max or Discovery, I should say, doesn't have a lot of churn because if you like Chip and Joanna Gaines, you're gonna one of their knockoff clone shows. You're gonna like House Hunters. You're gonna you're gonna be into all that stuff. Right. Like churn, especially with the nerd stuff, is a real problem. Yeah. So there's several problems right now. The prices are getting to a point where people aren't tolerating them anymore. The services themselves have realized that they can't keep all content available all the time. There is a limit to the, to, or a hit to the profit based on how much they have on there. And so they're starting to archive some of the stuff that doesn't get enough views. So we're, we've hit a ceiling and, and now we're, they're starting to merge as well. Like, so, so we're going to, we're going to start seeing a lot of action over the next, I don't know, say five years where we're going to maybe get a glimpse at what it's going to be from now on. Like we'll have an age of TV had a golden age. We'll have a streaming age, but who knows which one's going to win oh. if we're going to have three or four networks, quote unquote, instead. We've been predicting it for the last couple of years that everything's going to uh, churn down into basically Peacock, classy and Disney, and Netflix. No classy, no. We get more milk mansion. Reality Dude, TV rots your brain, man. I just want to live in Milf Mansion. That's all I want. I'd like to fix. They're the losing subscribers because I, they're turning I don't even out have flat a girlfriend content. And I didn't want to live there. They are. Even Mandalorian ended disappointingly. That's eh, that's debatable. That's, that's if you. That's, that's yeah. That's like your opinion, man. No, it. What it is, it ended, and there's they're going. There's it's X number of months before anything else is coming on here. I want to watch. I'm going to stop paying for it until the next show that I want to watch comes on. Then I'm going to pay for it binge that show and then i'm gonna dump it again that my brother does that all the time he's like why pay 25 bucks a month or whatever it currently is for three months i'm not watching it. so it could be that the, that season also did disappoint some people and that's part of it too but not all of it john's not gonna answer that question ray so i'll just move I'm on not wearing eyeliner i know maybe it's maybe it's the light hitting me in the wrong so place, like uh, about five six years so ago john these subscription services run off the gym membership model is you buy your gym membership. You don't want to cancel the gym membership because you feel bad canceling gym membership. So consequently you keep the gym membership. You barely use the gym membership, but you keep paying into it. So a lot of these streaming services have the same concept as you buy this thing and you forget you have it and then you use it when you yeah. want it. The problem is they're so expensive and there's so many of them now it's forcing the consumer to go. Pornhub does have a streaming service. It's free. <laughs> Moving on. But yes, exactly. And it, like my brother started doing that a while ago. And now Netflix is getting nuts with if they detect you log into another area, they're going to just charge you, assuming you're sharing your password. Because Netflix is the one that's hurting the most of it. Sony is. Sony didn't get in on all this. Sony's a seller, right? Sony played the long game and played it pretty smart, as it turns out. Yeah. Okay. Grace says, I pay $1 a month. I pay $1 a month for Peacock for a year, and I'll get the same deal next year. That's pretty good. I pay 5 bucks a month for Peacock, but I barely watch it. So I'm like, why? Do I've tried to cancel Peacock like 10 times on my Roku, but they make it so difficult that I eventually just surrender. 
Yes, because on great content, no streaming. They license their stuff. Yeah, man, they didn't go. Sony, we talked about them for the last couple of years. What's Sony going to do? Sony played it right. Yeah. They saw this coming, and they just said, we'll just, uh, we'll just license you guys our talent. Because I'm sure they made money. I'm uh, sure yeah. they're making money with Mar- with Mar- with Disney right now. I have Spider-Man on there. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's the other thing, right? It's, again, it's too much money. I think eventually there's going to be some platform idea where we've talked about this before they're going to go to three or four streaming services or five streaming services and say hey why don't we group you together as a bundle and charge x per month and make people sign a contract where they have to keep it for at least six months the services that are losing big subscribers are probably go yeah that's a good idea it's going to be called cable 2.0 which is we're going to go cable. back to cable or yeah. it's yep. going to move back to cable it's already there Class I only have three or four stir- Me too. I've only got I've got Peacock. I've got uh what am I else? Peacock and I have HBO. I have Max and Disney. Yeah, have, Disney yeah I've got ten. You're a maniac. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but not Paramount. Right. I've got Amazon, Netflix, and I have Amazon for Prime. It's like why I Oh, we have it. Prime. We have Prime too, but we barely use it. We use it more for like shipping. My wife's my wife has a problem. She is an Amazon addict and Prime with the free delivery. Yeah. And yes. Disney, and then all the other ones I use are the free services. Do you use the free, free services? Tubi and like Pluto. Do you use those things ever? I use the Roku channel. Oh, okay. I've watched, I watch stuff on the Roku channel and I've watched stuff on Tubi. Yeah. So You know what channel I watch more than the other channel? YouTube. What? I found that I watch more stuff on YouTube than anywhere else. Yeah. I do too. And I got YouTube Red or whatever they call it now. Premium but, is it? Or is it still Yeah. Pr- they call it, maybe they call it Premium. They used to call it Red, but. I yeah, it's like I watch more YouTube than almost anything else. Me too. Yeah, except for maybe Crunchyroll and High Dive for the anime. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, say Kassan. anything bad about YouTube because we're currently on there. YouTube rules. <laughs> Kassan says, do you see the whole MGM Plus service Amazon is trying to sell? I was watching from on Prime and season two moved to MGM Plus. I heard about that. I'm not interested. I'm not buying. No buys here. I watch fight scenes on YouTube, even though I have the movie on Blu-ray. Dude, I tend to do the same thing too. I tend to find yeah. stuff on blue on YouTube that I own, or like saying streaming. I always stream movies that I own. It's, My kid doesn't understand the concept of owning media. He looks at CDs and or and DVDs and Blu-rays like the monkeys yep. at the beginning of two thousand one. He's oh, what is this? To be fair, he's seven. But yeah, yeah, no, the idea of owning media is foreign to a lot of young people. All right, let's move on. Last story is related to our main topic. The producer of the Spider-Verse movies has now said that they are current Sony, speaking of Sony as well, are currently working on live action Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen movies. Of course I they are. Don't mean oh, what? Here's right, my of course question. they are, but I got What took them so long? <laughs> Why did this long to try this? Like the first Miles the Spider-Verse, the first one came out five years ago. In that time, we have suffered through two Venoms, a Morbius, and now we have a Craven coming. And they could have had a Miles Morales movie. And that's the question I've been wondering, too. And we talked about this a while ago. Why didn't they make Miles the Sony Spider-Man and let Peter be the MCU Spider-Man? Marvel Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It would, yeah. Yeah. It's right there. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But who knows how well it's going to do. Like, I don't. Fine, I will do yeah, fine. Every, every, Miles Morales is now a cultural touchstone because of these movies. Yeah, but it's still Sony. So was the movie we're going to talk about in a half and about five. I, I know, but I feel like this movie, like this, these two Spider-Man movies are a fluke. Like, 
I, there's just some somebody They've who, been doing this for like knows, 10 years now, man. What? It takes a while to make these movies. It took five years to get I, from across, from into to across. <clears throat> I, I, I know, it? but the live action stuff, Sony has a very weak. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, they're also responsible. You have to give them half credit for the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Those are all great. True. But that was because they worked with Marvel on that. Still, they still get credit because it's their movie. They released as a Sony movie, did not release as a Disney movie. Yeah. Well, so yeah, they're doing bad on uh, why they're trying to mine. They're trying to create these. Remember the dark universe when they tried to make that a thing with Dracula and Frankenstein and they kept trying and it kept failing and the adventure just left it alone. Sony does the dark same universe, thing. They're trying yeah. to make this spider universe that doesn't involve Peter Parker and it keeps failing. But if, I'm of the mind that if these movies were actual Spider-Man movies, they might work. They could have just lent a Spider-Man from the Spider-Verse. They got plenty of them. So. They got tons of them, apparently. Millions of so, millions of spiders. Spider-Verse didn't do well in the theaters. It did better in the secondary markets, which boosted the success of Spider-Verse 2. When did the I, first one come out? I don't know out? if I buy that. Came out 2018. Yeah, and I thought it did really well. I remember Looking going to see it twice. I saw it three yeah. times. Once on my once on, uh, for myself and once with my nephews, who were all gung-ho to see it. It had a budget of ninety million. It made three hundred and forty and three hundred eighty-four million at the box office. Yeah, that's, that's a not success. A, yeah, I don't think they're making Miles Morales live-action movie and Gwen's Spider-Man movie possibly twenty twenty-eight. You don't think they're making it, but possibly they're coming out in twenty twenty-eight. Classy. I'm not sure I understand your comment. Well, ver- variety, variety is reporting it. They're not usually. It, that's from the producers they're in, they're of. In, they're in development. Yeah. That's they're in, de- they're in development. It doesn't. So many things are in development right now. Nothing's yeah, true. Green, Remember, there was supposed to be there was supposed to be a female Spider Verse movie out before this one, and it never came out. So it did not happen. Yeah. Yeah, things in Hollywood change like fast. Ideas throw get thrown around. We'll see. But that being said, I would expect a Miles Morales movie within the next five years, live action, and it should and happen. Yeah. yeah, and just to go right now, they say they're in development, but they're not because the writers strike. And the producers can be like, in development. The producers can be in development. Oh, um, true. They're just not writing a script. Uh, how much can they do without that though? But they also say. Quite a bit. Amy Pascal from Sony says fourth Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Zendaya is still in the works, but the writer's strike has paused development. Yeah, that's different. That's probably further along the way. Because right now they're like these producers get together and they figure out what they want to do before they hire a writer. Because remember, none of these writers are they never go to a writer for these things and say, Hey man, give us your idea. Like they'll hire someone and go, This is what we want, make this. Right. This is why you exactly. have different writers on a movie. It's different. And it's right. Lord and Miller are the guys behind Spider-Verse. So these are guys with like a tr- super track record. That's the difference yep. too between the Spider, the greater Spider-Verse movies and the actual Spider-Verse movie. You know what I'm saying? Is they actually hired people who knew what they were doing, who apparently had a terrible solo. At some point we should get the Lord and Miller solo film because I'm really curious to see how bad it was. In so release the... Howard's. Yeah, release the, the Lord and Miller cut. The rest of Lord and Miller cut. Oh let's get God, that. No, let's, all right, all right. Stop. No, let's get no. that trending on on the Twitters there. Yeah, release the Lord and Miller cut. We want to see no, it. No, get it on Blue no. Sky. So, shall we hit the main topic? Then? Let's just do it. Let's get into yeah, it. No, no worries, classy. I'm multitasking too, but it's mostly so I can really talk about this. All movie. right, all right. Okay, oh, that's boy. the news. We will take a quick break and be right back with our main topic. Whoa, huh? Miles? Hey, who's the new guy? 
I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm glad you asked, new guy. My name is Pravitra Prabhakar. I live in Mumbai. This is where the traffic is. This is also where the traffic is. There's traffic here too. Being Spider-Man is so easy. I fight a few bad guys. Quick break for chai with my auntie. I love chai tea. What did you just say? Chai tea? Chai means tea. You're saying tea tea. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Exclusively in movie theaters. June 2nd. After these messages, we'll be right back. God, I love that scene. You're muted, John. John, your mic is off. I have made that mistake at work. I work with a lot of people from India, and I've made the mistake of saying, oh, yeah, I got to get myself some chai tea. And the looks they give you are like, American. (laughs) Yeah, why do we say... But they make that joke early in the movie too, because they're like, "Why is they call it an ATM machine?" Because mm-hmm. yeah. oh, that's machine. true. They do make yes. that joke twice. Yep. So I feel like Lord and Miller find that to be a good source of humor. All right, Fair real course. quick, let's uh, before we get into it. Let's, of course, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Before we get into it, let's talk. Spoiler some warnings for those people who haven't seen it yet. Let's talk some numbers real quick. Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter is 95%. The audience score is 96%. Box office, domestic, 120 million up to this point, 88 million worldwide. So 208 million so far for Across the Spider-Verse. That's pretty good. And that doesn't include today, right? Exactly. They were the numbers as this morning when I put the show notes together. And I think it's projected Sunday, but that's that always gets adjusted. We did a little poll over on our Twitter feed. We said, what did you think of Across the Spider-Verse? Gave four options like I have been. Best Spider-Man ever. It was good, not the best. It was meh, or I didn't like it at all. And the clear-cut winner at 56.3% was it was the best Spider-Man ever, followed closely by it was good, but not the best at 21%. It was meh, it got 12%, and I didn't like it at all. It got a shocking 9.4%. Um, These are people that have no joy in their lives yep, and walk around nothing. empty. Well, it's so funny because Randy, Random Randy Savage from the Cold 45 podcast said, the small, the very small percentages said I didn't like it at all need to get their hearts checked. These are rotten people who just are miserable and want to make other people miserable. All right. Th- that is it by the numbers. So let us real quick go around room and tell you what our initial reactions of across the spider verse were no spoilers yet and we'll start with john since you're the you've seen it the most recent this is the best damn movie i've seen in a very freaking long time it is the it is my top marvel based movie period there is i just two two hours 20 minutes and i felt like it was too short and the fact, and I cannot, I just cannot wait to see the next one. This movie just hit every good spot. And it, it there's normally I find something like, oh, that's a little annoying, but I, I love everything else about it. No, I can't point it to anything that, that I, that even mildly annoyed me about this. Everything was, I am just, I am gobsmacked by this movie. Okay. JD. Everything John said is correct. I absolutely loved this movie with all my heart and soul. I took Andy to it. He was just on cloud nine watching this because he loves Miles Morales. And we both just loved it. Different reasons. I just thought it was great. And I, the, when the movie first started and the first scene comes on, I said to myself, oh, Dave's going to hate this. 
Oh, this is oh, the first, oh, the no. very first thought oh, no. that went You're through right. my head. You're right. Yeah. When I saw who the opening character was, I said, oh, man, Dave is going to hate this movie. And we're going to have to argue on the show. Am I right? Am I right? Dave? Am I right? It was okay. I knew it. Oh, my God. Okay. When we get. Okay. I knew it. I knew it. We were just talking about people with no joy in their soul. When Stacy was in it. So Dave was out from Jump Street. How? No matter what version of Gwen Stacy you hated in the past, how could you hate this one? So consistent. He hates Stacy. Hate Spider Gwen, he will hate it forever, and nothing can stop it. It's like pineapples and coleslaw. You either think it's brilliant or the sin against nature. And Dave yep. is very clearly on the sin against nature pose here. Yeah, I <laughs> knew this was going to happen. Together does sound like a, a it's sin awful. By nature. the way, it is. Yeah. I, I agree with that. It is awful. But there are people. They're they're antichrists. But there are people that like it. So. I knew this was um, going to happen. I knew I, it. I will say this. There are things in this movie I thought were strokes of genius, how they did it. And I thought there were things in this movie were like, ow, it hurt just to watching it. And we'll get into that. But yeah. How so, do you function? Like lack a of normal human being. Lack of joy. Uh, I have joy. I have lots of joy. I have like lots of things. Do I you just... run on the tears of children? Like, I don't understand how you could... Oh, Dave, is a, Dave is a fundamentalist, a comics fundamentalist. Gwen Stacy died in 1973, and she should stay dead. Am I wrong? No, you're not. I know Dave. Classy says he's not a fan of the animation. And I get that. And that's what I really dig about this movie, is that the, there's so many different styles of animation, but a lot of them veer into the abstract. So if you're not into that sort of a thing, I could see that being a turnoff. I really liked it. I thought it was cool. But it is definitely different this is the movie i that has gotten the closest in my lifetime to using the palette to convey emotion yeah instead of instead of conveying placement conveying emotion and yes that takes probably a more right side brained person i think it is than or it just, yeah, it's not everybody's going to get it. Maybe you have to watch it a couple of times. I don't know. We're generalizing here, man. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I get why some people won't get it, right? I'm a very emotional person. Like, I'll pick up on that stuff really quick. And this, the backgrounds and the shading and how the color changed based on mm-hmm. what the dialogue was and everything, I get that hit me. That well, is part I, I, of what I absolutely love about this. But I know that not everybody's brain works the same way. Most movies, most movies do that. Most movies use the light, the way light is shaped to tell a story. The difference with this is it's very pronounced. It's yeah. not good. Like any for worth is weight. The difference with something like this is it's so pronounced. Is they don't, a lot of times when in actual film, they try to make it subtle. But in something like this, you really, you really put your foot forward and you want people to see it. You want to make it obvious you want to make it like this is what we're doing and they do that a lot because they've done such a good job establishing all these universes as being different as far as a look goes you can really steer into that and you can really make that over just just one more thing dave i'm sorry i don't feel like they were just making obvious i think no they weren't for me it felt like they made it part of the dialogue itself like you were listening to the movie yeah in colors yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. They definitely, they're definitely doing that. The conceit of the film, of it being different universes, makes that doable and effective. Yeah. All right. We've, we're starting to delve into 
spoiler territory here. So I'm going to say, if you're watching this and you have not seen the movie yet, this is where you want to jump out. Come back, see them. Come back after you see the movie. I'm sure if you're watching this, you're planning to see the movie at some point. But if you've already seen it or you don't care about spoilers, here we go. All right. So my initial one of I'm so like, how do I say this? I've been torn thinking about this movie a lot, going back and forth. And I do have my overall complaint, and I know some people are going to disagree with this. It was too long. I'm sorry, two and a half hours for an animated movie is too long in my book. I just, I, there was stuff in there that could have been cut, easily could have been cut. We didn't need as much backstory stuff as we got in this movie that just wasn't necessary for the plot. And the fact that it's two and a half hours and it's part one of two, like you feel like the whole time is you feel like they're building up to the big final boss. And then that's where they cut the movie right before you, they're going to go fight the final boss. Brilliant. How are you going to get a whole two-hour movie out of the next part of the it's, story? It's, then what's Infinity Endgame? That's not your issue, Dave. That is their issue, and that's you can't say they can't. Would, would, would have been better three three movies. Like they had the story. It's not like I don't feel that it treads water at any point in the story. Yeah. There's constant character development. There's constant like relationship. There's constant plot advancement. It's a lot going on. I'm not going to say there's not a lot going on in this movie. But there's a lot going on in this movie. There's some there really no big, grandiose. No, there really wasn't. There was a lot of big, grandiose ideas. No, no, there was a lot of fat. They retold stuff that was in the first movie. They retold the backstories of both your main characters multiple times in this movie. In this movie that they already told you in the first movie. Like, like they I do don't comic need. Books? Yeah, but I don't need that. I don't. But it like... wasn't. It wasn't told in just a here's a recap way like they do in a lot of anime or, or whatever. But they, no, it, it felt like the they whole. Did that. But they do that. That's a that's something they do in the movie. They did in the first movie too. Here's the story, and that's that's the storytelling device. And they did it from different points of view this time. Yeah. They Every did. time they talk about it, they're doing it from a different point of view, which adds more nuance to the story. And the whole idea of this movie is that all of these characters are interlinked for specific reasons. So you have to hammer that home. You have to handle them. You have to hammer home the idea that all of these characters must suffer the same fates or else they're not really Spider-Man. And this movie, the entire foundation of this movie challenges that. And some I, of you who are always who wants to see superhero movies and superhero stories not be wallowed in tragedy all the time. This is a movie that's challenging that idea that Spider-Man doesn't have to be a tragic character. That's this whole movie is he's working to save his father from befalling the same fate that all the, the cliched superhero parent trope. I thought like, that's something that I think should appeal to you more than anybody as someone who gets so tired of that stuff. Well, that, that appeals to I, me. I know it appeals to all of us, but that's Dave always says he wants the hope of superheroes. Oh, right? This movie embraces it more than anything. I think we've seen in that is time. That was one of the things that was like brilliantly done. The idea of tying all of these spider characters across these universes together with what they were calling canon events. Okay, that that makes sense. That works. That was really well done. I like that aspect of it, but I don't feel like they needed to. They already told us these things in the first one, and then as soon as, as soon as they explain it to you, and he's standing there, and he goes, "My father just got." promoted to captain no it was like yeah i knew that before you said it i knew where you were going with it you didn't need to hold but my hand and, and disagree with that through. i just yeah, you sometimes because it's not all for you there are kids in this movie who are there are kids watching this movie too who might need that you got a kid who's 12 
who might not, who yeah. might need this movie supposed to appeal to people. And it's one line. My dad's going to be a captain too. That's that's six words. But you're also watching the character realize, oh my God, my father's going to be a captain. You right. realize, you're watching him like it, it's more emotionally impactful if you see him realize yeah. what's going to happen. Correct. Is what if he didn't have reaction and he didn't say that, then so, what's the point of the whole dialogue? Correct. So that's too, like with Gwen, like we see her origin again, but this time we see it from a different perspective as we see how it affected her family life and how that affected her father. Because we don't touch and that her. first one and her specifically. Now she's become an outcast from the family. Because her father thinks that she's a murderer, which is different. That like you, we saw the same origin, but we got it painted to us in a different way, which provides different connotations. And it changes the dynamic of Gwen's character. So yeah, we got that, but at the same time, now we're seeing something else with it. It also you know? set her character up for the rest of the movie. Same with Miles. So, same with Miles. Clearly, the spider of the bit Miles would didn't belong in this universe because he's glitching. We saw that in the first movie. But refreshing our memory of that is a good thing because I would have forgotten that unless it was pointed out to me because I haven't it's seen a movie while. in a couple of years. Yeah, so I don't think it's a bad thing to refresh people here and there. True, but again, I mean, that first 20 minutes of the movie reminded me of why I hate Spider-Gwen so much. Because she, she, she cause you don't like Gwen Stacy. Yeah, because she... So David is mad. The first thing I saw when, they, when it opened on Gwen, I went, Dave's going to hate this. And well, lot, because that whole Gwen, story makes Peter out to be... That makes Peter out to be the villain, and it's in that movie. Peter in that universe, Peter is the villain. He was the villain, yeah. And it's one of the reasons I don't like it. <laughs> but that's what makes it a different universe, though. Is you can challenge. Is this is what's cool about alternate dimensions? Is you can challenge the status quo. There's eight billion Peters, right? And in this universe, he's not what he should be, and that's interesting, right? If they were all the same, if this across the Spider Verse was like twenty five of the same dude. It's not that interesting. I can't pronounce the, the Indian Spider-Man's name. I can't if I try, but he's he's very clearly Peter, but he's not Peter. That's cool. Yeah. Yes. And he was cool. Oh, too. Was, I love it. Uh, Pavitar Prabhakar. I can never say that. Pavitar. That's cool because he had this, the Parker luck trope was inverted in his universe. He's a Spider-Man is so easy. Everything always works out, but his world's about to come crashing down on him. And then P and then Miles changes that. But now he owes him. So when Pavitar shows up at the end, I'm like, yes, of course he would be here. He wouldn't be aligned with this spider army. He would be with the guy that saved his family. That makes total sense. So I just, I love those little notes, man. They're so good. Speaking of little notes. So the whole conflict is based on this idea that you can't be a Spider-Man unless you endure tragedy. some huge tragedy. And that is, and if that tragedy doesn't happen, that those are canon events and it could wipe out that entire universe. And if that was it, if we had just been told that, it would have been, oh, this guy's, this guy had something happen to him and he's just putting his pain on everybody now and spouting crap. But then mm -hmm. we see in Earth 5101, Moonbatten, right? Pavitar's universe, that when the father of his girlfriend was Captain Singh. Yes. then we see the de degradation of that reality starting to happen so now you're like is o'hara correct or is it just that it that it only happened in that universe but it won't happen in every single universe? we don't know yet and that's why they, yeah and that's they're what makes me they're using an algorithm an ai per se and then, <laughs> they are totally lila's an ai and that's what makes yeah. it interesting is that and that's what makes miguel an interesting 
I don't know if he's the villain, but he's the antagonist, is that he could be right. His motives but, are justified, but is it does the end justify the means? Now, right? here's something that I think I remember you two telling me, because you guys are the Marvel guys. Miles is, Miguel calls him an anomaly, but Miles is an anomaly in, Sp- in Spider-Man, in the Spider-Verse, in that he's one of the few or the only one that can avoid tragedy or doesn't have no miles characters the the comic character i believe the mother dies in the comic but it's later on and his uncle aaron same thing dies too so there is that but oh are we gonna have that here i don't know that's the thing is we're racing that's and that's the thing right because that was the canon events everyone loses an uncle and then loses a captain that was like in all the cannons, right? There are the cannon events. They were the three yeah. main events. The captain, the captain Stacy. Yeah. And that's, and so makes, and that's because Peter lost, and I love the music in the original comic, the panels too. That's so cool. And making those universes of their own, the 616 not being the more of the MCU, the 616 is its own thing. And seeing Tom Holland and seeing Donald Glover, which great little, the great little tip of the cap, by the way. Like, I just, and then seeing Ben Riley, like the Ben Riley from the comics, literally yeah. that Ben Riley showing up is just so cool. By the way, this is what Multiverse of Madness should have been. I agree. They only that. showed like three universes, and here we were, we've been to Earth sixty five, Earth sixteen ten, so uh, Earth six eight eight, that was universe, the Lego universe thirteen one twenty two, mm-hmm. Batten fifty one oh one, and what else? Oh, the Spider Society's HQ universe, which was Earth nine twenty eight. Earth 616. You don't got to read them all. Peter B. Parker's. Yeah. So Earth 42. So, Miles Morales. Don't make me hit your mute button. So that was one of the things too. Like, again, I liked, and they did the same thing again, where different animation style, depending on the universe they're from and whatnot. But I felt like there was the live action stuff. They only did a couple times and it felt jarring every time. It does. Cause seeing humans with seeing real people with animated characters is weird. It was it's done well, though. Weird. It was done well, but it is jarring. So I can't. Very, I, can't, yeah. I, can't I can't. Well, but they've been trying to do that. Supposed to be. a stare dance with Tom and Jerry. Like it was. Yeah. That and that was in the what? 60s, but what I'm 50s, saying is like if, 30, if one of the main characters it was, Gene, was, it was not. Was it Fred Astaire? Yeah. Might have been. Oh, was it Gene? Okay. No, it wasn't Gene. It was. It might have, I can't remember. I got to look it up. Anyway, yeah. It just. It's a bit jarring, and it's not the story. Like Roger Rabbit, that is the conceit of the story. This is not the conceit of the story. It's just an Easter egg. Yeah. And again, and then, but that's also what, again, what makes it feel jarring because it's just we throw it in three times and it's oh, okay. So maybe they'll do more in the next one. I don't know, but we'll see. They, but we saw scenes from literally almost every universe, not literally every universe. We've seen so there were scenes in there or little, little video clips of literally every, of basically every single Peter Parker that we've seen on screen, period, end of story. Like every single one of them was mentioned at one point or another I'm or shown. also going to say one of the other issues I had with the movie, which I'm sure people are going to disagree with, but the, so we talked about there's different versions of Spider-Man throughout the universe or Spider-Woman, but Miles is unique. That's what they're saying in this. He's anomaly. He's not supposed to be Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. he only exists in his universe as Spider-Man. There's no others. And it's, I get that, but then you're taking away from Peter Parker. And it's just, that's my Spider-Man. And I'm like, don't do that to me. But he would have, if that Spider hadn't jumped from, what was it, Earth 4042, then Miles Morales there would have been Spider-Man. 
No, and no. Peter Parker would have been. There was never a Spider-Man in that universe. There was never a Spider-Man. It was supposed to be Peter in that one. No, they showed a clip. They, no, there was one never of the, no. one of the really there was never no. Was, there was never a Spider-Man. That's the whole thing. Remember, he showed he comes out to his mom. There never, there, there never like, was. What? No, but they showed a clip of the Spider Forty. Yeah, 42 Spider Forty Two. That was the one going that to buy Miles. Miles Morales there. No, it was supposed it to got be jumped to this. No, it was supposed to be Peter be. Parker there. And it jumped. But there was no Peter bro- Parker there. There is a Peter Parker. There is no Spider Man. Stay tuned to the next movie. I swear I saw in one of the breakdowns that they showed it was going to YouTube breakdowns. Those aren't real. Those are just nerds that are just pulling stuff out of their butt. They don't know what they're talking about. No, I, these they, things are the people who make actually, the movie. There, there was no. actually a freeze. No, frame no, the because they're actually they saying they're actually saying the reason Peter died in Miles's universe is because that he spider didn't get bit, bit by him. the spider. He changed canon. Yeah, so, but he, oh, okay. So he changed canon there, and that universe is still around. If well, that, that universe missed its canon event, yeah, I agree. I agree. There, Peter. Is, well, the canon event now becomes the death of his right of Miles of Jeff Morales. So now we got to see what happens. Peter's still around in that universe. Be surprised if we saw him. And I classy saying again, I've heard too too many rumors to like or diminish the legacy main character to prop up the new main character. Critics have not appreciated this with Peter Parker. Let's be honest, there is not a more overexposed character in fiction than Peter Parker. And it's just because of the nature of Spider-Man's publishing. Again, my favorite character. But there's been more issues, there have been more Peter Parker books published than any other character in mainstream comics, just by the fact there's constantly been five Spider-Man books in print for over 30 years. Which is why they were able, for this movie, the animators made over 280 spider variants. Because, but that's the whole thing is there are yeah. so many versions of Peter. That's the truth. Here's the thing. There are so many versions of Peter Parker. There will always be versions of he is a cultural touchstone. Miles Morales exists to be something different than Peter Parker. That is the right. character. Is can we have yeah. is always Spider-Man could be anybody. The appeal of Spider-Man is it could be anybody behind the mask, but what makes the man behind the mask? Miles Morales asked the question is could it work with someone else behind the mask? And the answer is yes, if the character is intriguing out of its own, because the character has lasted for over a decade in comics and has traversed into the next world now. But like at the same time, he's not replacing Peter Parker. Because you watch Spider-Man and his amazing friends, Disney Junior show, Miles is on the show, but they call him Spin. Because yeah. Miles is friends with Peter in that universe. You are not going to replace Peter Parker, nor is anybody asking for that. But Miles has done a good job. He's one of the few, if not only, legacy characters to hold his own. Most legacy characters fall back into the original timeline. Like it's him and Hal Jordan and Barry Allen. Like he's reached those levels of yeah, Jordan, those guys coming back after, but Hal Jordan surpassed Gallon Scott, Barry Allen surpassed yeah. Jay Garrick. I don't think True. miles is going to surpass Peter Parker, but he gets to stand on the shoulders with him. He gets to exist. He's had his own stuff. And this movie is about, you can be Spider-Man is like, Anybody could be Spider-Man. It's how you play the role of Spider-Man. And it's that's the whole thing about Miles is like he has to live up to the ghost of Peter Parker because Peter Parker casts such an indelible shadow. And this whole movie is about the grand shadow of Peter Parker because Miguel O'Hara is the same thing. Miguel O'Hara is not Peter Parker. So the struggle, and neither is Gwen, the struggle between these three characters who are right. not Peter. Which is why I do think that's why they made Miguel the head of this task force yeah. because he's he, also he made an anomaly. They didn't make him the head. He, he is. He, he you're right. The whole thing. 
he was also he's he was created differently. Miguel has a different background than Peter. Miguel's always had more of a dark edge than Peter has. So yeah. it works. And this is why I find this super interesting because again, we have a fantastic live action Spider-Man whose story isn't done yet. By using the new Spider-Man in this different medium, we get to have two Spider-Men that exists on their own, then that both get to have this main event status, if you will. Kassan's saying what Kassan says, it's an it's not an issue of replacement, it's an issue of diminished agency and reduce the prestige of Peter in this film not to overshadow Miles. You don't have to make Miles you don't have to do that to make Miles great. I disagree because Miles is the Spider-Man. Miles as always the character of Miles is meant to exist in the shadow of Peter Parker. That is a big part of what he is. Much like Superman is a man of two worlds, much like Batman is a child right. of orphan of like orphanage, but raised in a world of privilege. This is the DNA of the character is you can't have Miles without having Peter Parker. It does no, not work. No, but again, the idea of but he's unique. He's the only one. He is unique. He is the only that's the story here. But because Peter Parker but it, is I feel like it diminishes Peter Parker. By no, having eight how million does it if he's, you, you, why does see this I see this been because there's you, a million you Peter being Parker. great doesn't mean that you make other people around you less. I'm not saying right. that. I'm saying you're diminishing him by saying, oh, there's millions of Peters, but there's only one Miles. He's this the is, best. Okay, I'm going to about like, there literally is only one Miles. That's the whole point. Like, it was a but it's saying So it's saying Peter Parker's a dime a dozen, but Miles is special in you. But he's not. You saw how many different well, Peter Parkers there were and how many different types of him. That's made. the thing, is that who has made Peter Parker that? Who has created? Why is Peter Parker able to transverse all these different mediums and stories? Because yeah. Peter Parker is part of the fabric of pop culture. And the idea about, of Miles I mean, Morales is to do something different, Peter Parker. We yeah, have we a Jessica, Peter Parker that works. But that doesn't mean he has and we to had be Jessica the only Drews, one. We had Ben Riley. That's the story. All these, we had, was it the future Parker? I don't like the story. Made it. Made it. No, I know, made you it. Don't, and then there's you the, don't, the Because you feel like you're being, because you feel like you are being replaced as a fan, that your fandom doesn't matter. You feel yep. like they're telling me that I don't matter as a fan. You're being remarkably selfish in this. No, and not, not seeing the chance. No, you really are. You're saying this is because you're talking about what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. It's not about what the story is trying to give to you. It's about what you want. Okay, I don't like this story. And you are free to not like the story. I'm just telling you why you don't like the story. You're not liking it on your own merits. You're not like at its own merits. You're not liking it because of the way it makes you feel about your own mortality and your place in the world. Like you, like it says, I feel like I'm being replaced thing. And it's silly. One of the coolest Peter Parkers in here wasn't a Peter Parker. It was Hobart Brown, Spider-Punk. Yeah, that's that all was... the all of the characters, with the exception of Peter B., all the Spider-Men that we focus on are not Peter Parker, right? Yeah. We talk Can about ask, that. I'm, so they created this Jessica Drew, or Jess Drew, Spider-Woman for this movie because she doesn't exist in any of the books. And like, I don't have an issue with them creating a new version, a new variant. My issue is, why is she perpetually pregnant? She's pregnant in the beginning, and then they say it's months later that Gwen has been going around with them after they pick her up, and she still looks the same level as pregnant by the time we get there. Like, what? There's got to be something behind that, and I hope they explain that in the next one. I thought that was an odd choice. She's pregnant in the comics right now, isn't she? She's been pregnant. She's that's a big part. Of it. I don't know about right now, but that's a big. Well, she doesn't exist in the comics. The Jessica this, Drew this, character, though. Jessica Drew does, but not Jess Drew. She's a character that was created. Yeah, for that this. version. Yeah. Hmm. 
That's one of they the, one of the few in here that isn't based on something that. Yeah, that's the other thing. They could have portrayed we, Peter Parker as strong, confident, capable. He's portrayed as aged, tired, and worn out. Not he's in this wearing, one. He's had a resurgence. No, yeah, he's I, wearing. But they like the idea of having him in, in slippers and a robe the whole time because he's not, kid. There's no he's dad. Yeah, but Dave, that's one of your favorite stories. That's Spider Girl, right? That's it is Mayday Parker. Mayday, yeah. Like they literally call her Mayday. That's Spider Girl. Yeah. yeah. Like again, it's okay. Here's the thing: is you're focused, you're hyper focusing on Miles being the only one. He's the only one in his. And again, we don't know that Miguel is right because who's telling him it? A, a Spider Man not named Peter Parker who helped all of these characters that we're focusing on are Spider Man that aren't Peter Parker. Every single one of them. Hobie Brown is Spider Punk. Jess Drew, Spider Woman. Gwen State, Ben Riley. Ben Riley leaning against the being dramatic and dark. I love that. Like they're every <laughs> single one of them. And I the only Spider-Man like, we saw, but we did see that Spider-Man. We saw the most confident, most valiant Spider-Man possibly, possibly in all of fiction, and he died, right? Like yeah. the Spider-Man in Miles universe was closer to Superman than yeah. the Peter Parker than we had seen. So we did get that. And this is a world without that Spider-Man, a world that's trying, that's literally, that's the, what Into the Spider-Verse is about, is how does this world survive without Spider-Man, right? It's like you're hyper-focusing on that this Miles is the only one. Miles is the one who got turned into Spider-Man. And again, this is just what Miguel is saying as, quite frankly, the villain of the story. Like, he's not exactly a reliable narrator. True. Because okay, the entire so is more of the... He's more of the focused with a mission type. He's dri- he's obsessed. He's driven. He's obsessed. To, yeah, he's driven. Yeah, he's driven to the point of obsession. And we don't right. know what is, we don't know what necessarily is behind all this driving. Right. There well, is we do. He lost his he like No, but there's something his... behind something. There's always something mm-hmm. behind something. We're not yeah, yeah, something they haven't revealed yet. You mean and then Miles also get and this is straight from the comics too. This is a Brian Bendis creation. We get to see what Miles of the six one six is. Right, the Miles that doesn't get, to, and this is what's cool is that being Spider-Man saved Miles because right. now we yeah. see this in this universe. He is the Prowler. He is a bad mm. dude. So that's what's okay. cool. The light, and this is what I love is the legacy of Peter Parker and what Peter Parker is saved Miles Morales. So rather than looking at his Peter as being replaced, I like to look at this in this one particular universe. What Peter Parker was inspired and meant something to create something that right is it became the foundation of somebody else's rising up and that's, that's really cool and that's why i really like I, this is why i think is a flaw in the current marvel comic universe is i don't think peter and miles work well in the same universe i don't and this is a this isn't just marvel this is dc has this problem too of having multiple characters with the same name existing in the same universe i don't like the franchising of superheroes i think miles works better in an alternate universe setting an ultimate universe if you will like this is the best use of miles current miles in the comics is not the best use of them true so we're really harping on this but i think it's important it's the conceit it's the major conceit of the story though oh i i know but we should go over other stuff what were your favorite moments in 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 the movie like Like dave there were movies you there are parts of this light right I said I the the canon event idea was brilliant and it does Good hit idea. you like a ten of bricks when they start when they say it out loud where it's like they all lost an uncle and a captain and it was like oh yeah that kind of that's interesting I thought Still that was brilliant. using making the spot the villain being created from the yeah. it's obvious but I thought that was well done as well the spot that, was a perfect foil 
What a great spot is always a dumb villain, right? He's a villain yeah. with a ton of potential who's never really lived up the potential of what the spot could be. And this is scary, right? It's a scary yeah. villain. Yeah. yeah, when I heard it was the spot, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Interdimensional yeah. travel, the holes, all of that. And Did then... you like the retconning? What, making him retconning? making the spot having been the reason why of Spider 42 oh. came in, making it be the who, someone who was always there, but we didn't see it. We went into the Spider-Verse, Andy hit pause at the scene where Miles throws the bagel and it hits him in the head and it says, bagel. He free, he pit pause, there he is. There's the spot. That's where mm-hmm. he is. And I'm like, yeah, that, but that makes but right. that makes sense though, because yeah. it was never oh, it, it was never shown where that. But it's a rec- it's a retcon. It is a retcon. It is a retcon, mm-hmm. and it works. No, it definitely works in this. Yeah, it's weird to retcon your own movie as a second movie in. Is it a retcon? I kind of wonder. It? I don't know. Was it planned? That's the question. The, this... They probably weren't 100 percent sure if they were going to get a second movie. Oh, I guarantee they weren't 100 percent sure. And the yeah. the fact that the spider glitches tells me they had an idea of where to go with it. Because again, Miguel's at the end of Spider Verse. Yep. That is true. The first Spider-Verse, and he's gathering spiders, if you will. I um, thought he, I thought he was animated a little weird too. Not the spot, Miguel. The Miguel? the fins were really long on his costume from a different <laughs> universe. So I took it as being very '90s. Like that was the idea. Yeah, was over over like to uh, overdo the '90s element of him when he was created. Maybe, yeah, in the '90s. Yeah, he's in the book. He's a great design. Look, Rick Leonardi designed the '90s. So it's image revolution and it definitely has that early 90s k-e-w-l look to him yeah i guess i just thought it was a little it just it's felt very impractical oh right. well, impractical. yeah but the 90s were impractical. Batman, that was Bat- like... yeah it's true oh everything about it batman's gauntlets are kind of impractical too i can't argue that but was it how do you, first off the lego universe made a quick show here and that was cool. And what I keep forgetting the name of the guy who does J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Uh, J.K. Simmons. We have all these different Spider Men or Spider People. J.K. Simmons. J. Jonah is, is, yeah, he's like a nexus being yeah. in, the, in the multiverse. And oh, then when that. when they were explaining when they were explaining to uh, to Miles how it worked, what what's the first grab that that came up from the floor? The timeline. The whole the. Was it the sacred timeline? The yes. actual multiverse. It's like yeah. they are actually definitely time. They they showed people from it, it, Earth nineteen nine nine. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, like, yeah. But they showed the whole the sacred the sacred timeline and branching off and everything. And then they showed over they overlaid that with the was it the Spider Verse web. If they're gonna sneak so, in live action people from the other movies, they've got to tie it all together. Yeah, it would have been that, dumb if they did their own total thing but that was one of that was like one of my favorite like there was a lot of things in here little things that i really popping out the spot popping out in earth 688 with mrs chen i will i I will also point out i mean come on that was good she he said yeah doesn't this isn't this weird to you and she's she's thinking this isn't the weirdest thing i've seen today (laughs) wait until venom comes in for his ho-hos or whatever oh god (laughs) i will point out one thing the best um, use of the venom movie yes (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. You right? can argue that the MCU Spider-Man does not follow the canon because he didn't lose a captain. He, he lost, lost his mom. Aunt. Yeah, didn't. Yeah, we assume he lost his uncle. You never really get that confirmed, but it's all but hinted. And he, oh, he lost Tony though too. Yeah, and he yeah. lost Ant-Man. So and he suffered yeah, a lot. 
Yeah. So yeah. that's the question: is do we see Tom Holland in the in Beyond the Spider Verse? I would be weird because you're right; it's jarring the way they do this with how the animated and the live action works. But I think you have to. I could. Be I wrong thought it worked that. though. I didn't think it was that. Jarring. It does I work. Th- I think it's jarring. I think it works, but I still think it's jarring. It's intentionally jarring. Yeah. But they, we know that they know about what happened with Doctor Strange because he mentioned that. He mentioned it. Don't well, get me started on Doctor Strange. Don't get yeah. me started on that Doctor Strange in Earth nineteen nine 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 nine. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, what's uh, I can't think of his name. The actor from who actually started the whole Miles Morales thing too. Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. It, two two things on that. Yeah, it's funny to see him in there dressed as the Prowler. But then is that confirming he is the Prowler in the MCU? Or became yeah, he, the Prowler after that? He said, I got my nephew. My I got a nephew. My, got, does he yep. even say my nephew? Yeah, he, says, yeah, he said uh, he yes. had a nephew. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. I think but, he says Miles. He says yeah. a nephew Miles. So he is so. the Prowler. Yeah, that's, that is that universe. So we do, there is a Miles in that universe. What becomes of him is the an interesting question. Yeah. And I don't know, one of my favorite other parts was Spider Cat. Because that was like of all the spider people, that's the most that that is the most scary spider. Or the person. spider dinosaur was spider crazy. dinosaur. I thought was pretty cool too. Oh, uh, God. I mean, you saw yeah, you saw this. even when he did the webbing, it said teeth whap. Those little moments that they have are so Just, great. There were so many. They had the spectacular so, Spider-Man in there. They have Josh Keaton as the spectacular yep. Spider-Man was yep. there. They made sure to show us Spider-Man Unlimited. Tunes ever made. It's so bad. <laughs> but okay, it's who is that, Peter Parked car? That was the Peter was the, It was the Spider Mobile. Yeah, I know, but it's, but it's like that's another Spider Man. And if you I'm look, pretty sure it's a gag. Look, <laughs> if, yeah, that was you, a gag because oh, probably. But if you looked really closely on the rim of the car what? on the top was Spider Lego guy. He oh, was on funny. there too. In addition to everybody else, they packed. What did Spider Man need with a car? Like, yeah, the spider buggy was one of the weirdest things. What did Thanos weirdest... need with a helicopter? Yeah, that's another great one. The seventies were a weird time, man. Yeah, we weren't even selling toys. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm weird. surprised they didn't have the Japanese Spider Man Mecca. I think like, this writes things with that one. To be honest with you, probably because I feel yeah. like that's why they did Penny Parker, Penny, Penny the, Parker. the Spider. Yeah, yeah. In that first, because they couldn't quite get the rights to the actual. Ma- Japanese Parker, the kaiju Spider-Man, for lack of a better term, because that is a fun Sen- Spider-Man, Sen- Super Sentai Spider-Man. Actually. Thank you. I couldn't think of the term for it. <laughs> All right, my other controversial opinion, because you guys both laughed at it. So I do. like Scarlet Spider. I don't like what they did to him in this movie because he was not like that in the comics. Come on, no, it's a gag. That's he's played for laughs. I can see that. I did think it was. I thought it was funny, but yeah, they don't. Ben does not get. That doesn't get the best treatment anywhere. Comics, movies. No, and I like, said I that never I was worried. Treatment. When I learned he, the voice was, what's his face? SNL. Andy Samberg. I said, Andy Samberg. I said, I'm worried because I think they're going to treat it like a joke. And I was right. Yeah, he was a joke. But, but they, a they funny also had joke. Old, they had old man Sam, old man Spider-Man in there. The guy who was, <laughs> the, the, yeah, he was the guy who was sitting down the... Uh, Psychologist who was asking the other guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He, and if you looked, uh, the diploma on the wall said Ditko University. That's cool. That's cool, man. There's so many. If you're a, if you're a fan of Spider Man and a long time fan of Spider Man, there's so many little things that that you would appreciate. Does, Andy couldn't okay. tell any, but I was loving it. As a yeah. long time fan of Spider Man who's read a lot of the stuff, does Peter B. Parker lose his leg in the next movie? It's entirely possible. Yeah, they don't pull punches in this one. Because that's, that's the whole that's the whole story with Mayday is he he 
becomes a police officer because he loses a leg. Yeah. And again, this isn't quite can- canonically that Spider-Man. Dang close to canonically that Spider-Man. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like this is the best version of the. This is a great spin, if you will, on the clone saga. Like the maximum clonage is instead oh of just God. you've got a bunch of clones, you get these alternate universe Spider-Mans. What's cool is there's so many times that Spider-Man's been remade. There's no other character this could work with. None. Who's Chad Paul? Classy, Classy's saying who can find Chad Paul in the movie. Um, I'm hoping Paul. he's in the next one. Chad who is Paul. Chad Paul? To the internet, John. The internet. Chad I like. I liked the Indian Spider-Man. You're right. Like the reversal of, oh, it's so easy to be Spider-Man. Yeah, isn't that cool? Different. He hadn't had the tragedy yet. He hadn't had his canon event yet, other than becoming Spider-Man. Um, Tra- here, the traffic's over here. The traffic's also over here. <laughs> that's India. Yeah. It's a lot of traffic. I don't know what this one is, but I don't know what I talk about. <laughs> He's like the virgin Spider-Man? I have no idea what this is. Okay. Chad Paul? I got to oh, see it again. Has anybody seen it twice or just once? Oh Just no, but fun. I want to. I want to go see it again. I want to see it again. See if I can pick up yeah, on some next week. stuff. I might yeah. see if I can illegally download it to watch it again. Um, hey man, you do what you got to do. <laughs> We're on strike right now. The DGA going on strike too. It sounds like ain't nothing gonna get done. Yeah, who is it? Yeah, he's gonna do everything. By the way, have you seen? I tried to. I spent. I experimented with ChatGPT here to do some fiction writing. Ain't there yet? Yeah. No. Oh, that guy, that Paul. Yeah. Not interested. Yeah. Karen Sony, who did Depender in, in the Deadpool movies, like he was the voice of Pavitar Prabhakar. He's yeah. great. Yeah, he's funny. He's he's a, it was funny. Good delivery. He has, yeah, he has very good delivery. That's yeah. so why he works at Depender. Yeah. And so many voice actors in here, and most of them like the originals when they could get them. It's quite, it's really freaking amazing. Oscar Isaac was great as Miguel. He's, he's played a good a actor. He just played a bazillion comic characters at this point. That's the other thing I found I do find interesting about the movie, though, right? All of the spider people, to a certain point, are willing to just follow him without questioning. And the no, the, they know what they were doing. They know that what was happening was wrong. But what I'm getting at is Peter is a scientist at heart, right? That's what he went to school for. It's why he, was, he invented the webs and all that stuff. So you'd think his scientific mind at some point would question, like, wait a minute. Do all these canon events have to happen? What's going on? What's making this happen? Well, of all of them, O'Hare was like, he's from the fu- a future version, right? Him or Penny would be the ones to be able to do the calculations better than anyone else. And there, but not O'Hare is the one that's pushing this. O'Hare is not necessarily a scientist, right? I don't think he was in the book. He worked for Alchemex. Right. Yeah. Pretty sure it's been a while since I've read Spider Man 20. He's the one who he's right. the one who gave himself his. Do you think these movies will push Disney to make good Marvel animated movies? No, there's no financial incentive for Disney to do that. There just isn't. They're not interested. They did not buy. They did not buy Marvel to make cartoons. Big cartoons. No. They bought it to make movies. No, and there hasn't been any good Marvel cartoons in a long time, unfortunately. Since they bought it, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Like they're just not interested in it. Like they they'll do some stuff for the kids. I'm surprised we haven't had more stuff for the kids. True. Actually, like the Spider-Man cartoon show, the last one was pretty solid. That Which one had one? Miles in it, though, didn't it? No, no, that the Amazing Friends. That one. Oh yeah, it did have Miles in it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I enjoyed it. I only caught bits and pieces. I don't think I have any more notes for this. It's just <sighs> too much going on. 
like the way this ends is i mean you... I, i'm trying to remember too because I, I saw it friday but you just saw it john i saw it thursday <laughs> we have which spider-men are there with her at the end well, i know the original group so spider-ham is there yeah. noir spider-man Sp- and noir was um, there Penny i couldn't remember i knew penny was there definitely i couldn't remember if noir was there yeah noir is noir is there so is a spider-punk spider-punk is there holby brown and so is. But uh, how did he get there if he Edward. gave when her his? She went over and picked him up. She could do that. She could pick him up. It was also oh, what's her name? Spider Spider Bite. Amanda Stanberg, Margot Kess was there too. Which Spider Bite? She was, she was the one that was trying to disable the machine that was sending him back home. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. She yeah. finally she didn't there. press the button to re to reboot it and let him get away. Apparently, she realized that this is this didn't feel right either. So she was joining them as well. I think there was one or two more. I have to watch this again. I really got to watch this again. Okay, so Kassan's arguing it. That's odd. If Spider-Verse 2 continues on its course, it can beat Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Why not make profitable movies? Eh, because it, it's lightning in a bottle, do. I think, with prof, with animated movies. They don't, like in Marvel, Disney has its formulas, right? Disney, when Disney figures out a formula or something, they stick with it. Like right now, they're still developing their home. They're like, their bread and butter, their animation, right? Now they're also doing live action to their old animation. And they bought Lucasfilm to do Lucasfilm stuff. And they bought Marvel to do Marvel stuff. It might inspire Sony to do more animated movies, take more chances. I think you're right about that. I think there's a better chance of that happening than Disney. Disney's just, because again, they only make one of those animated movies at a time and they take years to do. I think they're more interested in their fairy tale IP than doing something Marvel. Yeah. Especially one like this with all the different art styles and everything. Yeah. It's a lot going on. the fact that the first one ever got made has got to be some kind of miracle. How so, many, how many people would have had to just say, "You know what? This looks cool. Let it go." Considering how much interference there is from the from the studios these days, like the fact that it, I, this, we're lucky to be seeing these movies being made and that they are this good, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, really. So, the end of the movie, not the cliffhanger, not the middle part, not the very end where they're all standing there and it flashes to be continued. The twist, right? Yeah, I didn't catch on until way too late in that one. I was going to say, did you catch on? Oh, it, t- it sent him to the wrong universe because... It took me a minute. By, by the DNA of the spider, not the DNA of the person. When I, fig- when I figured out why, but it took me a little while to figure it out. It took, it took me like three... And then she goes, oh, you're like playing dress up. And that's when it hit me. I'm like, there is no Spider-Man. Oh! Yeah, See, I, I only thought there was something weird about that until... Spider-Gwen got into his room and it's like, well, she's in the room and he's not there. What the? Oh, no, it took me a little that's bit longer not to figure good. it up than that. Yeah, I, was well, so I, interested, was... I was so interested in the moment with Miles and his mom. That's where all my focus was. Like, yeah. it, was such, it was such a good moment that just had such an awkward finish because it had to. It could only have had an awkward finish. So here's the thing. I thought the scene was odd because... As a parent, and if I was going to write that scene, and if it wasn't a twist, it's like she would have she would have said something about him being grounded, or did he did he catch up with the girl? And she didn't. And she yeah. didn't. He just it was just like they just started talking, and then he's like, "All right, I'm going to tell you what's up with me." So I, I'm not saying I'm not saying I caught on right away, but like it fell off like from the moment he 
they started talking. I'm like, something's not right here. Unintentionally off. Yeah. It was like, yeah, there was something weird about it, but I didn't put my finger on it at first, especially with when you have a teenage character, they're not going to, they're so selfish, right? They're so focused on what they want to do that. It makes perfect sense that miles would have been completely oblivious to the fact that he was in a completely different universe. And that the room was different when he walked in from his room. It was different. It was different. But but again, he's so selfish. Like, and again, that's all 15, 16 year olds are so self-centered. They're they're literally the center of their own world. But then he also had a lot going on at that point. He did have a lot going on. I'm not denying that. (laughs) Classy wants to know, we're going to be getting Black Cat in any Spider-Man movies. It's time for her to shine. You want a controversial opinion? I don't think ever because Black Cat is a ripoff of Catwoman. And that's how she'll and come Miles' mom is hot. Miles', Miles mom, mom is, is hot. Animated character. I'm who's, not going to touch that. With who's a drawn to be ball. hot? She's drawn to be hot. At <laughs> least can- canonically, Miles' mom is hot. I'm like Aunt May, who's never canonically hot, who's now hot, actually. Right. Yes. And now nobody wants an unhot May. Why have but, unhot uh, May when you've had hot May? Exactly. That's it. It's funny. Like they started that a little bit in the Ultimate <laughs> Universe. They made her a little younger and a little more like health conscious to stay up and to, about to be fair may was always obscenely old for how young peter was yeah you know but a, i think that was I always think, weird yeah I, but i think like at one point they said she was his great aunt too and then i think they didn't make that canon but i do remember them doing that at one point as well they had to explain why peter's aunt is 80 years old and he's 16 but again the connection between his mother and him yeah. like the conversations the dialogue between them it was really good really Hits you in the heart. It's really you know? well written. Like it's the really writers on this were amazing. This alone Lord Miller. should be the reason why they get more pay. Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. And they're producers too. Yeah. Also, just to point this out real quick, most people don't realize this. Aunt May is not his aunt by blood. I saw that post huh. the other day and I'm like, yeah, of course she's not. Her last name's Parker and she's the woman. She took the man's name. Like, but I guess people don't think that way anymore. Mark Millar in the in the late in the early 2000s wrote a romance comic book about the beginning of Peter, about May and Uncle Ben's relationship. It was oh dear goddess. quite a thing. Quite, quite what, a thing. Something that nobody asked for, probably. No. God, no. This is why Marvel <laughs> very quickly went, not canon. <laughs> yeah. And Kassan says, very busy grandparents can explain it, JD. My wife's have... grandparents had 12 grandkids. So I get exactly. It. Or so. 12 kids, excuse me. So that can explain it. And then that would explain why that Peter's parents only had one kid because they had too many. Still a little on the wonky side. And to be fair, we are trending this way because Sally Field was definitely older or younger, excuse me, than the woman whose name escapes me, Rosemary Harris, who played Aunt May in the yes. first Spider-Man movies. And so then we got Marissa Tomei, Tomei, who's not young, but What's is just hot? aging fantastically. <laughs> Marissa Tomei was always yes. amazing. So. Yes. <sighs> Even Poor ridiculous. Happy. Even as ridiculous as she looked in My Cousin Benny. Yeah, so that was yeah, that was my introduction. I you ever heard the and, and was it the, if, the Baboon Heart? I think. What? I think the Baboon Heart was another okay. movie. Okay. Oh, let's was... let's let's turn it on you guys. What is something you didn't like about this? Yeah, Dave's right. It's a little long. <laughs> as I yeah. thought about, you know what? He actually has a point. It does. It is. I liked it, but it, it is long. Like, our, we had a five thirty movie, and we didn't get out till eight thirty. Because I looked up post-credit sequence, there's no post-credit sequence, but my child's been raised on post-credit sequences, so we had to sit there because he didn't believe me. 
My my theater didn't get the note the the, the memo on that, and they just they didn't turn the lights on they, at the end of the movie. They were waiting for to turn the lights on after the mid credits because they that's actually, how we've all been trained for yeah. they left, now. They left the lights down until it got to the post credit thing where it just said the title card for the next movie, and then the lights came on, and I'm like, really? And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, there's no post credit scene. See, I do that now for every movie. I quickly grab my phone and I so post I Google title post credit scene just to see if that's a thing. And he didn't believe me. He's like, no, dad, we didn't get our treat. We didn't get our treat. We're trained to get that treat. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, oh my God, they've broken (laughs) generations of movie. (laughs) It's a little, it's a little long. I don't think it's bad, but it's a little long. All right. John. Hmm? It's gotta be something you didn't like. No, I walked out of the theater. I saw it with my neighbor. It's, I just, I cannot think of anything about this. I didn't like, this is my favorite Marvel movie. It's mine too. I Sony. I, it might be my favorite Marvel movie at this point. Yeah. I, I, I just, really like Guardians 3. I really like this movie. I like Guardians 3 too, but this held my attention much harder. Like, it's a different kind of was movie. True. And so again, partially my personality, this is the I, one I tend to. But yeah, I like even with Endgame and Guardians of the Galaxy 3, this is my favorite. Yeah, I can't argue. Uh, it automatically loses points for not having Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Oh he could have been in it. He's in everything. He is in everything. That's what I'm saying. Could, could have been the cast would, list for the cast could have list been the bagel. So long, he could be in here somewhere. Maybe he I was mean, the bagel. Who's the bagel? Nathan, I'm gonna let's just start that rumor. Let's we're gonna start Nathan that rumor. Nathan, Nathan played, played, the played the bagel in across the Spider Verse. <laughs> Everyone who's watching, can make sure you put that on <laughs> out on Twitter and create create a hash create a hashtag Nathan Fillion Bagel. Yeah. Yep. There is a comic that May is his biological mother and Richard is still dead because Ben couldn't have. I think that's what this was, this story that Miller wrote. I don't know if there's another one out there. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea all the way around. I should have I should have mentioned this before. I thought I was thinking maybe we should start these reviews now by mentioning the writers first, considering the writer's strike. I mentioned them because, Miller. Yeah, no, I know you mentioned them several times. But uh, yeah, no, the, the cast list on this is huge because there's so many characters. So many cameos, too. Uh. All right, we beat this to death. Sure. So it's what we do. We take a topic and we squeeze every last drop of blood from it so that all that is left is a withered husk of a topic. And then no yeah. one cares anymore. All right, no. let's go around the room. Not even us. Oh, just by the way, the Mr. Tim May movie, it wasn't The Baboon Heart. It was based on the book called The Baboon Heart. It's called The Untamed Heart. You should see it. It's good. Anyway. I, it's not like a romance movie? It, it is a romance movie. That's a weird title for a romance story, The Baboon Heart? Oh, that's the name of the book it was based on. It's called Untamed. The movie is called Untamed. Is it about someone who gets like a heart transplant or something like that? Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's about falling in love with a bamboo. Yeah. Bamboo? The baboon. Is that a movie about panda bears? The baboon heart. All right. Monkey love aside, let's go around. Let's wrap this up. Final thoughts and give us a score. One to ten flips. And John, you can go first. I'm giving it ten out of ten. There was no point in this movie where my attention wavered. There were several points in this movie where I'm like, oh, that's... And uh, and I had to restrain myself because I don't like being the guy in the movie theater that talks. And just like when I got to the end, I was disappointed. I really cannot wait to see the next movie. I need to see how this ends. Uh, yeah, no, I'm. I, this is right next to Endgame, which is my favorite, I think. Yeah, yeah, next to Endgame. This is now my favorite, like over Endgame or everything else. I just... There, there is nothing in here. I couldn't point to any. 
There's no continuity error I could think of. Just nothing bothered me. I just was totally engrossed the entire time. All so right. that's it. John, JD. I'm JD. I will give it a 9.75. Whoa. Okay. I don't know. Ten, it just seems like a 10. It just seems like it was a little long. 9.75. And it's a to be continued. I was so like, oh, when we had the to be continued at the end. I was, yeah. oh, I got to come back. <laughs> in, a, in a year. Thank God it's only a year. Because I was like, oh, my God, if they maybe wait another five years for this, I got, I'll kill somebody. No, from my understanding, they were making both of them at the same time. So. Thank God. Yeah. Mm. All right. Dave. It's okay. Not the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it is not the best movie I've ever seen. I'm also going to say... Gwen I'm also gonna was s- not in this movie. David would be like 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm also going to say, part. as always, when it's a two-parter, a lot hinges on do they stick the landing in the second part, which we haven't seen yet. I'm not saying they won't, but there's always a possibility they do something in the second one. It's like screws everything over. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Seven flips out of ten. Yeah. It's a passing Seven. grade. Definitely not in my top Marvel movies. Never will be in my top Marvel movie. Sorry. Just not gonna happen. And, Someday uh, we'll figure out what happened to your soul, man. Gwen Stacy became a superhero and Dave has never been the same since. Next week is Transformers bring back Michael yeah, Bay see, to save the franchise. This and sum- being serious. This summer is not fair. I want to go back and see Sp- the Spider-Verse movie. And now there's a really good, finally, a good Transformers movies I want to see. What the hell, man? Oh, wait, are we, re- do we decide on this? Are we reviewing the Transformers movie next week? No, I just, I want to see that movie. Like, I just. I do too, but just, I don't know if I'm like, because the kid loves Beast Wars. So I'm, we're going to. Considering it, but... we've, I don't, we have done a couple of the other ones, but we haven't did done we? them all. Did we? I don't Before remember time. doing them. Oh, yeah. okay. Because uh, um, we haven't done one since I've been here. I probably buried those memories then. They, those I don't think we've horrible. done them since, but we did have done a couple of them on this. Do we have a Do we have another idea for next week? It's a good <laughs> genre summer, to be honest with you. It's like if you like genre movies, especially compared to last summer, this is a good summer. Yeah. Yeah. It All is. right. Possibly. Let's think about it for a second. While I'm thinking about it, let's go around the room. Got any recommendations, or did you learn anything on the podcast this week besides I have taste? <laughs> JD, you can go first. Tastes like the boots of someone who's been walking in like CBGB in 1977. Just like a ah, lick in the bottom of someone's Doc Martin. That's no, that's your, no, that's of your taste. Kid, of the kid in the movie that was licking the window on the train. <laughs> about that. You shouldn't do that, kid. What did I, I, I didn't learn nothing this week. I do love talking about these things with you guys. I do so love getting into it and talking about movies and being like, you're crazy. Like it's fun. It is more fun when we have different opinions. Do I have a recommendation this week? Cause I recommended blood and fire last week. I finished that up. Nope. I've been wrestling all week. So I've done nothing cool and seen nothing cool except for this spider verse. Go see spider verse. All right, John. Now I literally have nothing to recommend except this as well. This is more than worth, it to watch it and it's good for kids too there's just the action is frenetic the whole time and kids won't get bored so it should be a very easy watch the only thing being the length of time you are going to take them to the bathroom at one point or another but otherwise yeah it's good for everybody it's good for all ages all right make sure you announce oh you're picked on twitter jd i like your scary mask right behind your door sting it's professional like he said scary (laughs) <laughs> my, I wore it for Halloween two years ago. It's my favorite. Well, 
I will recommend. Actually, first I learned that there's no accounting for taste around here. No, sir, there is not. I would recommend if you're watching this right now and you're not subscribed, click that subscribe button. Make sure you click that bell for notifications so you know when we go live on Sunday nights. I I have no other real. I recommend you go to superherospeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page. And of course, comic book reviews by our good friend Kristen and so much more. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to do two movies in a row two more movies in a row guys what else we got what's following what's the following week flash we oh, gotta, we gotta do, flash. do flash yeah there's no guys do you see that the last flash preview which what? one the one there's that was on movie. supergirl no i didn't see that one i saw oh. the one that premiered with uh, there's because we in the spider-verse i went to got a different flash trailer than i had seen before yeah, they they did that here too so probably out just now oh yeah you're right it, it looks they're gonna. I'm gonna get my woke status revamped because man, this movie looks awesome, and Ezra Miller looks pretty good. To be honest with you, he may be a sociopath, but he's pretty good as this particular version of Barry Allen. I know, right? Like they must have had a psychiatrist and a psychologist sitting there, like just holding his hand through the whole movie. No, they no. He and, went crazy after filming it, so he was. They clearly weren't doing that during the making of this movie. No. Then afterwards, now, now, they, now, Warner Bros. Like you. You stop this shit yeah. right now. Yeah, All right. He's obviously under house arrest. <laughs> like, because he, he, he probably is, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah we're going to do it. I recommend that you go see Transformers Rise of the Beast <laughs> for next week. Because that's what we'll be talking about. Because, come on, Andy wants to see it. You got to take Andy. He does want to see it. So, yes. Might as well. Yeah. Might as well just. All right. Yes. And on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for watching. Don't let your kid be caught in the door. Have a good week.